is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, yo, man, it is The Monty Show. Hey, it's already Friday, dude. July 7th, 2023. Woo, a lot going on. Again, you know, I, I hate to break it to you. and Because I, I know the haters going to hate and they're going to be upset today. <laughs> Dennis Dodd did it again. Confirmed a report already reported right here on the show. We'll tell you what that is. We have the latest in Dan Patrick Fantasyland. Dan Patrick is an interesting dude. Especially when he's reporting that Boise State and UNLV are involved in Pac-12 expansion talks. So we'll have all that for you on the show as always. Presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, hands down, no doubt about it. The Advocates, that's right, because you know how busy you get during the summer. You know how hectic traffic is year-round. Wherever you live now, it seems like all across this country, it's hectic. But when you're driving and somebody hits you because they're distracted, when you're on your bicycle or your motorcycle, man, you got to really be defensive because people drive distracted. When you get hit, when you get injured, things get stressful, man. Like you, It's stuff you don't even think about. Like, hey, what's going to happen to my paycheck at work? How am I going to afford all these medical bills? You shouldn't have to worry about that. Let the advocates take all of that off your plate. Enjoy the peace of mind that comes with working with the experts at theadvocates.com where you never reach into your pocket to pay the advocates. You do not pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an attorney right now, live online at theadvocates.com. What's up, everybody, on a Friday? Uh, big shout out to Meet Me. First one in, David Hackett, Harry Austin, Jay Chapman, Mark324, OG Gary, Kyle J, who says he ain't ducking no smoke. Well, you know. He ain't ducking no smoke. Yeah, not ducking no smoke. Okay. He ain't ducking no smoke. Thank you. Saul Goodman is in. J-Rod is in. He says, uh, time to get bucked up. You know, I, I agree. There's never been a better time to get bucked up than right now. J-Rod, let's keep rocking and rolling. Hope you have a great weekend. You guys, before we get into all this, I just want to say again, thank you so much because without you, we couldn't do the show that we do every day. Without further ado, <clears throat> where do we go first? I guess we go to this Dennis Dodd report. Yeah. Uh, because I think this is a big one. Dennis Dodd confirming our report from several weeks ago. In fact, we just talked about it yesterday that San Diego State is not a candidate for Big 12 expansion. And I think this goes back to the conversations that the Big 12 Conference had with San Diego State, where San Diego State was asked point blank by the Big 12, hey, do you want to join this conference? To which San Diego State said, our overwhelming preference would be to be in the Pac-12. And they've made no bones about that. They have not hidden that. And I think that was the real turnoff to the Big 12. And I think San Diego State, has made the fatal error more than once and the same mistake more than once of taking certain conferences for granted. Ah, uh, there'll be a spot in the Mountain West. Ah, uh, there'll be a spot in the Big 12. <coughs> well, it turns out there's not because now, as we told you two weeks ago, as we've talked about since then, 
The Big 12 is no longer looking at San Diego State as an expansion target. Dennis Dodd from CBS Sports reported that today, confirming what we've been telling you for weeks now. And I I go back to this situation with San Diego State, and I, I simply ask you, where does San Diego State truly go now? Because I don't know that you can afford, if you're San Diego State, to pay now what is a double fee, $34 million, because they say they're not withdrawing, and I don't think anybody believes that San Diego State and the Mountain West are going to wind up in court paying lawyers' fees. But you certainly are trying to come to a settlement here. Now you don't have the Big 12 to fall back on. I certainly don't believe that the Pac-12 is ready to expand in the next 90 days. So you have the Mountain West. But what if the Pac-12 comes calling? That may be worst-case scenario uh, for San Diego State because at that point, you're on the hook for $34 million. And they clearly were struggling to come up with 17. Jake, this feels like a no-win situation for San Diego State. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the toughest part is just is just getting it figured out financially because the conference is now holding $6 million and some change over your head, you know, for an exit fee that they feel that they are owed. And, and, and I don't blame the Mountain West for feeling that way. And, and yeah, it's true. It, you know, this probably never makes it to court. They probably settle. You know, San Diego State probably winds up paying, you know, 60 to 65% by historical metrics. Like, that's, you know, that's typically what we see in these situations. And I think that, that the big thing here is that San Diego State can't continue to keep making these type of mistakes they can't keep misstepping and costing themselves six million dollars plus because for for them six million dollars in their athletic program is a lot of money at at that level in the group of five six million dollars is a ton of money so so you can't continue to do that and i think that you know when i look at san diego state and some of the decisions they've made like what you were talking about where they tell the big 12 hey our our overwhelming preference is to be in the pac-12 I never would have said that. I, 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 in, in obviously hindsight being 2020, right? There is some of that, but, but I just think generally speaking, when you're looking at opportunities and expansion, you should, nobody should ever say, yeah, nah, we're not interested in your conference, right? Like our overwhelming preference would, you know, is to be over here. I would never say that. I would say, yeah, we're open to all these opportunities and conversations, and we'd love to learn more about what our fit in your conference could look like. Why would you not just simply say that? How hard yeah. is it? Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. And I think that's one of the things that San Diego State has struggled with, it, frankly, is common sense. Because wh- whether it's the letter writing fiasco, whether it is the response, whether it is the no, we really didn't mean it, like asking for essentially a loan from the Mountain West, a payment plan, a delay, like all of these tactical errors, I, th- I still maintain If you go all the way back to the J.D. Wicker plant with Seth Davis and the Athletic, where he said, we're going somewhere. We don't know. Is it the Pac-12 or the Big 12? We're going somewhere. I think that was a massive tactical (coughs) mistake. And you have Adela (coughs) Delatore, the president at San Diego State, making these ridiculous comments about the pro rata that San Diego State deserves when pro rata is not the word to use there or the phrase. And frankly, you deserve what you've earned and you haven't earned a power five share of TV revenue in a conference. Yeah, and I think that on that note, like I think what's interesting too is like when you look at the Big 12 and these four new schools they've just added, those schools like BYU, UCF, Houston, Cincinnati, they're getting $18 million this year. They're not getting 31.7. Yeah. So like you're in, and that's for the first two years actually is how it's going to work. Uh, I, I, I just don't think San Diego State maybe understands the whole 
picture. Like, I think that they thought that because they just went to the national championship in basketball, because their football program was really consistent, admittedly, like, I, I think they thought because they were performing that they could come out here and try to be a bully on the block and try to kind of force hey, their way in. When you have the most success that you've ever had as an athletic program, which I would say San Diego State is enjoying now with totally Snapdragon agree. Stadium, yep. the, the, the NCAA final appearance, I agree with putting your foot on the gas. But what I, I, what I don't agree with is sticking your foot in your mouth yeah. and taking it off the gas to do so. That's what I don't agree with. And I think that's exactly what San Diego State did here. And now I really don't know that you can you can still make the argument even that, oh, this is chess and they're playing mental chess and it's, you know, the Mountain West trying to save face. How is this at all the Mountain West trying to save face? Somebody needs to explain that to me because I, I truly do not believe that the Mountain West cares one way or the other if, if San Diego State stays or goes. They mm -hmm. have a plan in place. Commissioner Navarez was one of the most impressive conversations we've had in the last year on this. I, I, I truly don't think that, that the Mountain West is ho-hum. What do we do now? How do we survive without San Diego State? Well, no, I mean, she flat out said, Gloria flat out said, hey, when I took this job, I expected San Diego State to be leaving. Like, I knew at some point we were going to have to cross this bridge. So it's like the, the idea that the Mountain West would be saving face is absolutely ridiculous because if they were saving face, they wouldn't be holding $6 million plus over San Diego State's head. That's right. Right? They're, what the Mountain West is doing is saying, hey, we're going to leverage the living hell out of you because you thought that you were too cool for us and you were ready to go and you weren't ready to go. I think what the Mountain West is doing is making a statement. We're getting our bread one yeah. way or the other. And if we got to come and take your knees out in the middle of the night, we're doing it because we're hanging on to the nine million bucks, and you owe us more money. Yes. And, and I, 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 if I am the Mountain West, I do not take this treasonous act by San Diego State lightly. I'm holding your money, and I don't you think it's too me. much to say that. By not the way, not at all, because I, I think there's that's it, what it is. It's absolutely betrayal to be out having these kind of stupid. Stupidity is the word I want to use, like acting in such a stupid fashion as planting a quote with Seth Davis yeah. or this this ridiculous letter you wrote that follows the process chapter and verse by the letter for withdrawal from the Mountain West. In the Mountain West Charter, there quite literally is, is a requirement that you write a letter to the commissioner and all of the presidents of the conference. Yeah. Which is exactly what San Diego State did and then tried to say they did not. Yeah. Like, this is just pure stupidity. Yeah. I'm holding you accountable for that. It is not my fault. You tried to bang a hot blonde and she said, nah, bro, you're not on my level. Yep. That, it is not the Mountain West fault they tried to hop in bed with the Pac-12. Yep. You, you, the, the people you choose to do business with oftentimes define you. I mean, it's almost like San Diego State feels like the Mountain West should feel sorry for them that the Pac-12 media rights deal didn't get done by the deadline they thought it would get done by. And, and that's what's incredible to me. Like, like I understand, like, in, in the history of business and just, you know, the ongoing sports world, I mean, we see we see situations almost on a daily basis. Like, like in the NBA right now with this Damian Lillard thing. Or, like, I mean, we see contractual situations almost on a daily basis in sports. And on one hand, I'm like, yeah, you know, things happen. People want certain things to happen. They're going to try and do X, Y, and Z, and, and that's their play. 
the but the the befuddling thing about San Diego State is like the play they tried to make oh. isn't even logical to me. It Dude. doesn't make sense. Like like I would almost think the play for San Diego State should have been, hey, like we're not gonna send a letter that we're leaving, Gloria. But we're going to leverage the hell out of you in the back That's channel right. and tell you, hey, we're going to leave if you don't do X, but, Y, and but Z. But imagine that, imagine that a coworker of yours, uh, imagine a coworker of yours went to your boss and was like, look, man, I'm going to leave. I, I don't know if I'm going to Acme or to Spartacus, but I'm out. I just want you to know that. Hey, can you write me a letter of resignation? Sure, I, I can do that. I'll write your letter of resignation. Mm -hmm. In fact, here it is. Uh, oh, hey, uh, by the way, uh, that's not a letter of resignation because I didn't get the job at Spartacus or at Acme. So I'm going to oh, be staying here about, uh, at Dick Blows. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, OK, all right. No, you're fired. Yeah. Like, that's what would, <laughs> that's I mean, that's what what would literally I mean, that's happen, what, that's what you right? Just, I mean, like, that's what you just it's like, dude, the, the, perf, the best example that I could give would be like, Hey, you're at your apartment. You gave your 60-day notice in writing, and then, you know, the day before you're supposed to leave, you said, oh, no, I didn't give notice. What? Me? me? Why? No, this is my pad, bro. This why, is a Why house. is the corporate cleaning team here to clean up my Cheetos? Like, you know what Evented? I mean? Like, come on, bro. Me? Come on, dude. That's exactly what this is. And then, is. you know, I look at this 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 Dan Patrick thing today with yes. the San Diego State situation, and this just kind of adds on to the pile of ridiculousness, in my opinion. And look, I want to make it clear. I, I love Dan Patrick. Like, I'm not a daily consumer, but I respect the guy immensely and what he's built and what they do Who every is, day. he is, what he's done. Yeah, like, he's he's a legend in the game. But but to sit here and say that 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 Boise State and UNLV are long shot possibilities, come on, bro. Like it doesn't like you're telling me that the Pac-12, without even having a media rights deal, is now adding to the list of teams that they might add. Like I just can't believe that that that's where the Pac-12 would be at mentally. Like it doesn't make a lot of sense. And and this is why when we talk college football and we talk about expansion and different teams moving here or there. I always caution you guys to think about logically, like, does this make sense? Does it make sense that the Pac-12 would be sitting here and adding to the ledger of teams that it might consider adding? Not not teams that not 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 the cleared and vetted teams, just teams that it might add. Long shot possibilities, as Dan's Twitter account is is espousing about here. I can't get down with that logic. Now you want to say. San Diego State and SMU, okay, cool. Everybody and their mom has reported San Diego State and SMU, and we had a first tier by a good wide margin. You can go find it. It's on the channel. But my point is, is that throwing Boise State and UNLV into the mix doesn't make sense for a variety of reasons, mostly market and geography. Boise State, while, yes, they're in the Pac-12 footprint, I, Boise, just, Boise as a town just simply is not big enough. It is a town not a city, not a major metro. That's the first problem right there with Boise State. Do they need to upgrade facilities? Absolutely. Love and the they blue are. Earth. And they are. And they are, right? But what I'm saying is that upgrade your facilities, show us what you can do, right? And my biggest thing here is that is that the Pac-12 should not be trying to add the little guy. If you're going to look at Boise State, why not just merge with the Mountain West? Like, if you're going to look at expansion teams, you got to find P5s that are open to moving. And the problem with that is they're not going to find any P5s because no. it's a downgrade for any P5. I agree 100%. And I, I, look, I, I, 
Boise's one thing. UNLV, I just think UNLV is in this weird space where I don't believe that you have the credentials to join a Power 5 conference. And I know that UNLV fans are probably just as rabid as San Diego State fans. I, I mean, no disrespect. And I, I'll say the same thing about Fresno State. Even though Fresno State won the Mountain West Conference Championship last year, I, I don't view Fresno State as, as a place where you're like, oh, man, got to have that TV market. Got to have that reach. Boy, if we could just add Fresno State. How many people even know they won the Mountain West Conference last year? And that's my point. Like, it's just not one of those things. And Vegas is one of those markets where you look at the explosion of the Vegas Golden Knights. Mm -hmm. But they won essentially a national championship level tournament, right? You, You won the Stanley Cup. What has UNLV won anytime recently? And if you look at their facilities, if you look at their geographic location, San Diego State is far more premium for reach, ad dollars, all of that. Is is Las Vegas a destination? Absolutely. But is it a mecca of college sports? No, and here's the problem. You're transient. You have a bunch of people that live in Henderson and, and Vegas and really all of Clark County that have never were are not from there. You're not native. You're not passionate about UNLV. You don't have a massive uh, 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 alumni base. You don't draw big TV numbers. And matching you up with Oregon or Utah or Washington doesn't fix that. Yeah. Doesn't fix that. And that's the reality of being UNLV. Is it a shitty school? No, not at all. I have a lot of respect for UNLV. I have a lot of respect for the Tarkanian years. But we're talking about making money you know it is it is not an educational juggernaut it is not a massive tv market even though it's expanding and growing there's not a lot there and the other issue is now las vegas in my opinion is very diluted we have bowl games there we have one-off matchups there you have the raiders there you have the vegas golden knights who just won the stanley cup there like i mean you have all of these athletics and on top of that I get the Pac-12 in that market already. I get like the 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 conference championships, Pac-12 football media day. Like, I already own that market. Pac-12 already owns that market. Mm-hmm. So I don't see UNLV, and I know UNLV fan. Again, I love you guys. We have a massive following in Vegas, and I appreciate every one of you. But I don't see the credentials. I don't see the value. Right, because I, I can argue for Boise. Boise, you know, along with 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 Utah, you know, winning in the BCS. Like, okay, that was cool. What have you done since? Okay, well, we've got the blue turf and we've got massive, you know, infrastructure improvements coming. Okay, but like Jake said, you're not ever going to be a city. You're a town. Yeah, you're never going to have the reach that a P5 conference needs to add value. And if Boise had all of this attractiveness already, if they were if they were a sexy ad, wouldn't they have been at it already? Yeah. That's my feeling. I think they would have been at it already. And by the way, isn't Boise the perfect fit for the Mountain West? To which I also say, should the Mountain West and the Pac-12 merge anyway? Yeah. I can only say that for the last six weeks. The Mountain West and the Pac-12 should merge. That's the right play for Klyovkov and for Navarez. But I don't know that they'll do that because I think it pushes a lot of the Pac-12 
management structure out because the Mountain West is a far better administration than the Pac-12. Yeah. There's no question about that. The Mountain West has far better TV relationships and has burned almost no bridges. They have been humble. They have performed. They have made money. They have made money for sponsors. They have made money for TV. Like, And I think it's important to point out why that is. I mean, it, when you're a group of five you know, conference, you have to be nails in your administration yes, you do. sector because, again, you're not making $31.7 million a year. You're not making 50 a year, 75 a year like these other P5 conferences are. Why so you can't afford. Merge? Right. So for the Mountain West, <laughs> it would be a huge upgrade. But, again, I, I can't help but bring up this point. And, again, I guess I'm the asshole, right? But, again, the Pac-12 didn't want to merge with the Big 12, so you're telling me the Pac-12 is going to get on board with merging with the Mountain West because simply they're more in the footprint. Like that's the kind of thing where I want to say to the PAC 12 and the presidents, because really this is not a Cleofcock problem. This is a president problem. Hey, you guys need to get off your high horse and understand, dude, you're more valuable when you're, uh, what would that be? A 20, 20 institution conference at that point or so. I think it is. Can't remember how many schools. Mount North West of 20. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'd be right around that 20 number plus 20 or whatever it is. Like, like you would be in a much better spot. You would be a lot more. You'd be more attractive to your TV partners. And the only question really would come down to: Is the Pac-12 willing to set its pride aside and send Klyovkov out to pasture and let Gloria run the conference? Yeah, I, I think that would be a very interesting question. And I I think this again goes back to: Doesn't that change the game for Gonzaga? Yeah. Doesn't that change the game for St. Mary's? Because now I think you are, if those two merge, I think you're in expansion mode. Gonzaga. Heavy expansion mode because you're going to be worth more money. You can bring, you want to bring ESPN and Fox back to the table. Uh, you merge with the Mountain West. You you want you want a better deal than CBS Sports Network? You merge with the, with the Pac-12. Yeah. yeah. Like it makes sense for everybody. But I don't see that happening. I, I truly do not. I think the Pac-12 will fall apart before it would merge with with the Mountain West. I agree. I, I, I believe I agree. that. I just I just don't see that and happening. I wonder. I wonder if the Big 12 merger was proposed today, what presidents would say? Because I think that well, answer would be very different. I think the Big 12 would be foolish to do that. I agree. Because they have no need now. But you can't tell me that the Mountain West doesn't have a value proposition for the merger, and certainly the Pac-12 has a value proposition for the merger. Why merge? If you're the Big 12, why merge? Why not just kill? Yeah. Why merge? Why lose or risk control when you can just poach? But again, I go back to George Klyovkov, and Mm -hmm. one of the things that I just don't understand is, do you have vision? If if you're George Klyovkov, and for that matter, if you are the Pac-12 presidents as a collective, yeah. At least the 10 remaining. What is the vision of this conference in five years? Pac-10. And if we're being realistic, do you have a vision and a business plan to get you there? Because I don't believe they do. And, and I'm probably naive. I clearly don't you know, have the understanding of what's going on in, inside the offices of George Klyovkov and others. But why should I sit here and believe that George has a business plan and a vision and everybody's on board to execute it. <laughs> I just don't believe that. Yeah, you have no reason to. Uh, truly, even even during Bob Bullsby's lowest moments at the Big 12, yeah. you always felt like he was scheming behind the scenes, always working, growing, like trying 
even when Oklahoma and Texas left, even when the you know the the expansion was announced, even when Brett Yormark less than a year ago now was named the new commissioner, you always felt like there was operating going schemers on. schemers trying to control their little worlds. And you always felt like the membership was always behind and pushing. Yes. You don't get that feeling when USC and UCLA leave. Okay, well, hey, they're gone. What about these 10 remaining? Well, when half of them are talking about the Big 12. Dude, I think, again, I know we played the Jed Fish thing like a thousand times on the show, but that's well, why that's why it was so impactful. Because, again, you know, I, I know that everyone likes to say that Arizona is just a trash program, and, and I don't even disagree that they haven't exactly lit the world on fire the last 10 years. But, no. again... I think Arizona is uniquely positioned because of the basketball side, right? To go to the Big 12. But again, when you listen to Jed Fish answer questions the way he answers them here, it doesn't exactly instill a bunch of confidence that the conference is going to survive. Arizona's going to have a place to go. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell our recruits. <laughs> Be all right. That's what I tell our donors. <laughs> That's what I tell our families of you know current personnel. Mm -hmm. We have a great brand. And we have a great basketball program, we have a great softball program, a great baseball program, and I believe we have the opportunity to have an incredible football program. Yeah. We're fine. Yeah. Where we play <laughs> our road games, we'll wait and see for our president. But um, we are locked in and loaded for this season, and um, we're going to try to just be where our feet are, which is right now in the Pac-10. Yeah. Pac-10. We're fine. We're trying to be where our feet are. Do you understand how damaging that's, you guys, that's Jed Fish, the head football coach at Arizona. Yeah. We're trying to be where our feet are. Do you understand how damaging that is? Because Back 10. Think about what he's saying. What is he saying? Well, I, you know what? I'm just trying to live it day by day. We're right now, we're in the pack 10. Mm. Pack 10. And that hesitation. Right now, we're in the... Pack 10. That's awkward. Pack 10. And his comment about, hey, this is what we're telling recruits. This is what we're telling... Dude, they're openly telling recruits they're leaving the Pac-12. Um, how, how do you take that statement any other way? Yeah. No, I agree completely. And I don't know. Saying. Like I think, you know, again, when we're talking about mergers and conferences doing X, Y, and Z, it doesn't help your case when you have... when Because, uh, again... You can't blame Jed for saying things like this. That's no. the thing. Like, I can't blame, you know, President Robbins. I can't blame Dave Hickey. I can't blame anybody in this conference that's not a president or a, 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 a commissioner for, for doing their job to the best of their ability given what they're given. Because, again, if, if you say to Jed Fish or any other head coach of a football program or basketball program in this conference – Hey, dude, yeah, we're not really sure. You know, we may have a media deal, but maybe not. And so, yeah, you'll just go out and do your best. Well, great, but dude's still got to go do the job. So your pitch has to be, well, look, man, odds are the feeling in the room, right? Like the rumor is the last thing I heard is there's a good chance we'll be in the Big 12. I mean, you can't tell me. I just wouldn't buy it that Jed Fish is not rolling the Big 12 out there. I mean, you have to, bro. I mean, it, it, he's either talking about going to the Big 12 or he's talking about getting the buckedup.com. Like, I, I'm not sure what the, the... I mean, I don't know, Jeff Fish, but you know... That was some of your best work right there. Buckedup.com, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Buckedup.com. You guys will feel great today. 
Um, you know, Fridays, traditionally, we play around a golf. Today, we did not do that. Uh, instead, we went to the driving range. So I got up at, at 6 a.m. this morning, came into the office, got some work done, had a meeting, went to the driving range for two hours. Here we are at, at you know, halfway through hour number one. Feel great. Not tired. All this energy. Not hungry because I had a buck bar. Not, not tired because I use... You know, the, the protein shake I had this morning, two scoops of bucked up protein. I put in their, their collagen peptides in there. Shake it up, drink it, boom, done. Not hungry. Like you feel good. You feel better. Had a great night. Slept seven hours and 17 minutes, according to my watch last night. Like I feel great. Yeah. And I give a lot of that credit to our good friends at bucked up, buckedup.com because they just make good products. And I would encourage you. To get to buckedup.com, in the link below, in the description below, excuse me, there's a link for a sampler pack of Buck Bars. I've told you guys this every day for a month. I hate protein bars until I found the Buck Bar. And not because they advertise on the show, which of course they do, but because they actually taste really good. And the funny thing is, a lot of people ask me, hey, do you actually eat those things? Dude, here's a Buck Bar right here. Yeah, can I get these single up ISO yeah, real close the, shot? The the dream bar, the Buck Bar dream bar. We have them right here. It's my favorite bar. Um, and you know, I just go to the fact that it's got eight grams of fat. It's only two hundred and ten calories. Um, I love the fact that when you open up the the package, right? And you guys know that the the label always on the back. You always know those ingredients, right? I don't know how many of you know that the first ingredient on that list of ingredients is the most prolific ingredient in the, in the bar. Are we clear on that? It's, it's the largest ingredient, and their largest ingredient, whey protein isolate. Protein. The next largest ingredient, whey protein concentrate, which is fantastic. And you see things like dates, tapioca fiber, um, you know, things like uh, brown sugar, sea salt, like all these good ingredients, coconut flakes. So you're not getting like a pound of sugar and it's not spiking your, your blood sugars. You guys bucked up has helped me lose weight. I told you yesterday, I cracked 35 pounds lost because of bucked up. So if you need product, get the buck bars, get the sampler pack of buck bars. Um, if you just want to go and buy protein powder, you guys hook it up, use the promo code Monty 20, uh, to get 20% off at checkout. It is absolutely worth your time if you're trying to be healthy if you're trying to lose weight don't take some crazy drug get to buckedup.com and get Facts. real products with real ingredients that help you be a better human being buckedup.com the official energy provider of the monty show without further ado more of you less of us appreciate you guys being here uh as you know when you tip us we read your comments first now come on it's been a really good week of comments really strong week of Big tipping. Time. you know a lot of contribution let's finish the show from strong this week with these comments what, what do we got monty fan in rexburg what's up rexburg what's up? uh love the showgram guys keep up the good work he gives us two dollars appreciate you monty fan in rexburg uh, just a rowdy dude from South Carolina. What up? South Carolina. What's up, Carolina? Uh, Boise metropolitan population, 750,000, which dwarfs Corvallis and Pullman. Just saying, also props on the new backdrop, Clemson. You're welcome. Yeah, you know, I think that's that's not a uh, that's a fair point, right? By statistic, it dwarfs some markets that are P5, but I think the, the problem is, is that 
Perception is reality. No, no. You know what the problem is? They're already P5. Like Corvallis is already but, P5. But, but Pullman's point, already. Yeah, but the but the point he's making is that, hey, Boise's got more people, so they should be by that thought process. You know, that, you know, Boise being a town instead of a city shouldn't discount them from being added to a, a P5 conference. And my point just is, is you're not wrong by the number, but the problem is the, the flaw is that perception is reality. Boise is, you, is viewed as a small market, and they also perform like a small market, which is why I say, great, you're in the process of upgrading facilities. Don't care, dude. Let me know when it's but done, what, and let me see it. How are your TV markets performing? And the, the other thing that I think is really important, this country is changing. Yeah. Right, you guys? I mean, I, I think we, we, we all have talked about this. The transition and the migration of Americans out of major markets into towns like Boise, into towns like Salt Lake City, Henderson, Nevada. You look at the the West is totally changing. So you look at the way all this works and you say to yourself, is Boise really 750,000 strong worth of a TV market? And I would tell um, you it's not. Yeah. I would tell you it's not because they don't they don't do BYU numbers. They don't do they don't they don't beat Oregon. They don't you know, like you look at how many again, they don't beat USC on a Friday night in Pullman. They don't. That that's the issue. Boise's a great institution. It's a good athletic program. It's not a P5 level. Pro it's Colorado State is the same argument or like UNLV, Fresno State. You're not P5. It, it, and until mass expansion and change and realignment happens, which is not now. I don't believe that universities like Boise State are, are going to end up in a P5 conference. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong, Rowdy. I really don't. I think you make a very valid point. But I just don't. I don't believe that Boise is a P5. I yeah. don't believe. I haven't seen the performance, whether it's athletic or Branding-wise, money-wise, revenue generation, yeah. TV audiences, I, I, I just I don't see it. Stephen Smith, my guy, what's up, gives us $20 to say, having the new four schools in the Big 12, um, doing a celebration countdown to being members of the Big 12 makes me feel hopeful for the future. Even BYU bought an ad in New York City. I would agree with that. Yeah. And But, but BYU operates – on a completely different level. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Their media department, their... It's a lifestyle, not a strategy. Yes, exactly right. It's just the way they do business. But, it, it, you know, if you, look at, if you look at Cincinnati, Cincinnati is a very interesting conversation. We've battled on this show about Cincinnati. Yeah. Cincinnati's not far from the Boise UNLV Fresno State conversation. On to Cincinnati. Especially without Luke Fickle. Yeah. Is Cincinnati a football brand? Oh, you got to show you can win without Luke Fickle. I mean, that's Is Cincinnati a, a basketball brand? <coughs> I, don't, I, I, I can't say that they are. And I think it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, J.K. Marshall, UTEP should gather its pro rata P5 status soon. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. Um... Just a rowdy dude says Boise State is 3-0 in Fiesta Bowl all since 2004. Dude, I, I don't disagree with you. 
that they've had moments. But I also think it's really important to point out on-field performance is not a metric that is high on the list. Yeah. And again, I get it. They've had moments. But if we're going to talk about performance, that's not been the same program since Chris Peterson left. Program. He arrived, and the, and the, the, the game changed in Boise. Yeah. He left, and the game changed in Boise. <laughs> Clearly. Right? So, again, I, I'm not arguing that Boise doesn't win games. I'm not arguing that Boise doesn't go to Fiesta Bowls and have engagements on the field and all of those great moments. But I think if you ask Brett Yormark or George Klyovkov, hey, what's the criteria for expansion? I don't believe any of the top three answers would be, well, how have they done on the field? Yeah. I just don't believe that. I, I think when you look at, Re, I think Reed should be number one. Does Boise State bring the Pac-12 more reach than X team? No, no, no. This is my argument about SMU. Talk about this all the time. Pisses off people in Dallas. Sorry to hear that. SMU is not a P5 program. Yeah. SMU should... The, the one who gets left out of this is Tulane. I'm telling you, as sure as I am sitting here, I have never been more confident that Tulane is the right ad for the Pac-12. You look at, well, hey, they beat USC. Okay, cool. I don't care. Look at their academics. Is Find me a better academic fit in the G5 than Tulane. Well, that's undisputed. It's not going to happen. Yeah. They bring you more reach. They bring you a new marketplace. They bring you, they are the right fit. SMU doesn't deliver Texas and they, they don't, or Dallas, and they certainly don't deliver Texas. Yeah. SMU, I would guess, we've heard it a thousand times from the people we talk to, SMU is probably going to get an invite at some point. Okay, cool. That's great. They're not going to move the needle. I still maintain, though, that it's asinine to be talking about what schools you want to add before you even have a, a grant of rights signed, sealed, and delivered. I mean, that that to me is incredible because, again, <laughs> I, if if you're in a situation where Oregon and Washington bounce, let's say, or let's you know, let's say you lose no. two schools, whoever whoever the hell it is, bro, then we're having a totally different conversation. right. Then you're having a different conversation, and all of a sudden, SMU and San Diego State move up the ladder like five spots. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Please hit the like button as you watch the program. It really helps the channel grow. Uh, we are rapidly approaching 20,000 subs as my voice cracks in a prepubescent manner. Uh, I would ask you, please hit the subscribe button if you are not a subscriber. Uh, we are trying to get to 20,000. Please. Um, and, oh, by the way, you might want to click the bell because uh, next Wednesday and Thursday on this show is going to be epic. We will be live uh, at Big 12 Football Media Days in Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks to our friends at BladeHQ.com. BladeHQ.com, the best knives from the best knife makers, but they also always have great sales. They just had an epic 4th of July sale. Listen, if you're an outdoorsman, if you're a hunter, if you're a fisherman, if you are somebody that camps, if you are somebody that owns a hammock, BladeHQ.com. Mm -hmm. Dude, they have something for everybody, whether it's knives, and it's the best of the best in the knife business. I think you guys know that not all knives are created equal. No matter what size, no matter what function of knife you need, BladeHQ.com has it. 
uh, outdoor gear, clothing, you name it, they've got it. Batons, personal protection, bladehq.com. And you know what I love about the guys at bladehq.com? They are a small local business. And I appreciate Mark and his entire crew at bladehq.com because we've spoken to them. We know them. They're a small company that grinds every single day for every customer, just like every one of us trying to put food on the table. That's what bladehq.com is all about. So go check them out. If you need a blade, great. Make a purchase, please, though. In any way you interact with BladeHQ, at BladeHQ.com, Facebook, Instagram, you name it, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. BladeHQ.com presents our coverage of Big 12 Football Media Days in Dallas, or excuse me, sir, Yeah. in Tarrant County, Texas. By the way, by the way, yes, we've also got a reservation at Bob's Steak and Shops in Plano. I am looking forward to that. I can't remember who told us to do that, but, buddy, we're going. We're going. we will be posting pictures. And we appreciate that and that you guys have tipped us and contributed to that. Thank you. Uh, We appreciate that. Thank you. By the way, I've gotten a ton of DMs on the wall. Um, We are working on a couple of tweaks. How many times are you assholes going to put Norman up there? Huh? Okay, that's enough. Stop, please. Can't put Poughkeepsie, but, God damn, you got Norman on the wall like 11 times. Yeah, that's right. Well, that's right. it turns out that's not <coughs> Oklahoma. Norman is Jake's new friend. Well, yeah, good old Normster, you know, the yeah. Normanator. He's imaginary. They hang out in the dark. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, uh, Rowdy says, oh, I read that one already. Appreciate that, Rowdy. Uh, see, I always make sure we get to the uh, the contributions first. Bryce Martin, I get why y'all say about reaching academics, but what happens when Tulane gets smashed weekly and no one cares to watch their games? Well, I think that's the question of the teams joining the Big 12, right? But, Outside of BYU. But we're all professionals, right? Your job is to get smashed a little bit less every single week yeah, and every single year. And I'd look no further than the Utah Utes who got smashed on a regular basis to the point where Kyle Whittingham was on the verge of losing his job. And now he's one of the top 10 coaches in the entire country because he recruited. He, the Pac-12 allowed him to go to Texas, allowed him to go to Florida, allowed him to go get linemen off the East Coast. That's what you would hope. That's what you would I guess. Does anybody expect UCF, Cincinnati, BYU, or Houston to win the conference championship this year? No. But is there anybody who thinks any four of those schools is going to lay down and stop recruiting because you got your ass whooped? Uh, no. That's the business of college football. Yeah. Same in basketball, same in football, baseball, hockey, softball. And again, I would just point to the fact, you look at what what Utah did athletically this year. Come on, man. That's one of the greatest athletic seasons in the history of the Pac-12 Conference, and Utah took place this year. Yeah. Because you look at their women's sports, you look at their things like their ski team, softball, Gymnastics, women's basketball, track and field, football, dominating, absolutely dominating. So, again, Bryce, I don't think you're wrong. Nobody said it was easy to win. Yeah. No, it's not. And it's not easy. Chaboy, Deion Sanders is going to find this out the hard way. All hat. Some cattle or none or no, stuff no, and stuff. A couple, okay, of, couple no, of steers. Okay, okay. Uh, um. the, yeah, the problem in Colorado is he's essentially a G5 roster right now. Um. He's gonna, I'm telling you, he's winning three games. No, you don't say that. Coach um. Prime, look, he almost lopped off his foot. That's worth five games, isn't it? I can get you a foot. I can get you a foot. It's yeah. five games. 
Used to be I could get you a toe, but now I got to get you a foot. Dude, if they win, if they win six games, I'm serious. I mean, tattoo the guy's Johnson on your leg. Like Johnson. I, I, I don't know what the accomplishment Hiscock. Hiscock. of winning five games this Hiscock. year at Colorado. Jeez, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That would be amazing. James gives us $5 to say, when at AT&T Stadium, don't forget to remind everyone the last college game there was Tulane in their Cotton Bowl win. Uh, check out Tipsy Oak in Arlington. Excuse me, it's not Arlington, it's Tarrant County. Thank you. As we are reminded like, all the time. Uh, apparently, uh, I'm getting a couple of DMs about some memberships that were gifted. Allegedly. Oh, oh, okay. Apparently. Okay, MFers. Okay. Apparently. Let's look at the let's look at the activity. Aaron Wilson. Let's go, Aaron. Finish the week strong here on the program. Lubbock is down left. He said who who left Lubbock off the new show rep? It's not in the shot. And I whoever came up with that shit need to be fired. I apologize for that. Uh he gave us four membership or one member. God dang. Donnie. He gave us one membership today. Uh, thank you, Maury Alvarez, who's been a member for six months. Aaron's been a member for three months. Appreciate you. Um, I don't see those when they, when you hit your monthly anniversary on the show and cause hit the join button, join the membership. It's as little as a dollar 99 a month gives you access to your comments. Get every one of your comments. Like we read member comments before non-members, all that good stuff. Nine 99 a month gets you into our exclusive Instagram, uh, members only group. Um, but when you hit six months, like Maury freaking Alvarez, the great Floridian on the show has been a member for six months. Mm-hmm. My guy, thank you for supporting the show, Maury. Like Maury came by uh, the Maverick Center studios and said hello, and we met his family, and it was amazing. Unfortunately, he was here for family business, couldn't hang around. But Maury, dude, guys like you are what make this show possible. So we really appreciate that. Uh, Aaron Wilson, you've only been a member for three months and Lubbock's in the bottom corner. I mean, it is who you are, dude. Yeah, Let's dude. just, you know, pew, pew. Let's just be honest. <laughs> I just wanted to pew, pew. Mommy, I have to pew, pew. Well, um, that probably came out wrong. <laughs> that probably came out wrong. Uh, mommy, fact, mommy, please take me home. It, yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure it came out wrong. Uh, Cowboy Country gives us $5 say I went to two SMU games last year. The fans said more people would come if their schedule was better. P.S. Please bring Cougar Tails from BYU next week. So true. Cougar Tail Donuts are exquisite. Bomb. Uh, Rowdy from Carolina. Carolina. Uh, all-time best win- FPS winning percentages. Guys, 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 guys. guys. Hey, guys. guys. Hey, guys. Ohio hey guys. State's one. Bama's number two because Nick Saban's a better man than you are. Bo Shem- Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Uh, Bo Schembechler, not Jim Harbaugh, is number three. Kiss my butt! Jesus Christ is number four. How dare you? Blast the state. Look, we need a way to stand out here in Blast the state. Because here in the Cache Valley, things can kind of get mundane with all the manure. Anybody got any ideas? Yeah, how about we paint the turf blue? Great ah. idea. I grew up loving the Smurfs. Let's do it. Blue turf is number five. Man. When USC leaves, Washington will be the highest Pac-12 school at 23, then Arizona at 26, and Utah at 28. Utah. And still, Boise State shouldn't be added to the Pac-12. Ain't no reset. Again, 
We're not talking about completion percentages or winning percentages. I understand it. I get it. Nobody on this show, even idiot over there. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Even Jakey Tools over there has never said Boise is a terrible athletic department. You fucking donkey. They're going to have great facilities. It's awesome. They're not a fit in the Pac-12. They're not. They're no more of a fit than Rice is. They're no, and Rice, by the way, is probably a better fit academically. Don't play intramurals, brother. With all due respect, by the way. <laughs> right? Like, Bro. With all due respect. I shouldn't start. I shouldn't start. I shouldn't. Uh, Tom Dean, when are you doing the show from Flying J in Waco? Well, see, actually, here in truck stop country. Truck stop country. <laughs> We're live on CB Channel 17. Come on back, trucker 19. Damn. Can you honk your horn, boy? (coughs) (coughs) Remember when we were kids? You're just driving by. Honk your horn, sir. Wow. They would never do it. Wow. Hey, it's little Timmy. Can you honk your horn? Anyway, it's Friday, you guys. What do you want from me? No. Yeah, no. It is what it is. Let's keep banging here on the Monty Show as we talk about a couple of bigger stories. Um, today is, uh, you just joined the program. We appreciate everybody who's watching the show. Um, Dennis Dodd today, uh, confirmed our report of several weeks ago that the big 12 and San Diego state were out, uh, that San Diego state had told the big 12 that they were not interested only because they would rather be in the PAC 12. And our sources told us that, that their reasoning was pretty solid, frankly, that San Diego state told the big 12 that they felt like travel and lifestyle for their student athletes was better in the Pac-12, and who can argue that? Yeah. But what that did is that made the Big 12 move on. Dennis Dodd confirmed that today, saying that San Diego State is no longer a candidate for Big 12 expansion. Um, my my opinion, based on people I've spoken to, Gonzaga, uh, I think is absolutely a candidate. I think Gonzaga. I think UConn. I think UConn is trying to find a way to build a football stadium on campus. Yep. Um, I would expect to start hearing news on that. Um, I think UConn, I think, I mean, there's a belief out there that any Pac-12 team, I don't buy that. I I do not buy that. I do not think the Big 12 is interested in Washington State. I do not. I think if I had to guess, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado certainly, Utah, Oregon State, Washington, Oregon, not going to happen. They have to add value to the conference. I mean, you can't, it's not just, oh, you're in the Pac-12, we're going to add you. And That's not how it works. The, the bigger issue is that I, I don't think that Washington State has shown that they, that they can be self-sustaining as an athletic department. Facts. That's a huge problem because yeah. they're they're going to need a subsidy. Yeah, you know, I mean, the optics on Washington the optics, State are not great right you now, know, you know. And stuff. Um, and the, the real question today is how much damage has San Diego state done to its brand? And I think as we sit here and talk about this letter that Adela Della Torre, the president at San Diego state wrote, uh, the repercussions of it, the conversations around it, um, the fact that we won't really have any news until a week and a half from now, when, uh, the mountain West board of directors gets together to, to, you know, bring some closure to this situation. And again, you know, the same thing that I, I I believe Dennis Dodd reported this today as well, that we've been saying, this is not going to go to court. 
They are going to work this out. Yeah. Nobody wins going to court. Yep. And I don't believe that San Diego State has the budget to pay a bunch of lawyers to go to court. Yeah. And so I think when you look at this situation, I do believe that San Diego State will still end up in the Pac-12. Is that this year? Probably not. Is that two years from now? Maybe. But let's see what the, what the Pac-12 media rights deal and TV deal turns out to be. Let's see how many of the 10 remaining schools sign the grant of rights and let's see where San Diego State ends up because right now I think San Diego State royally screwed themselves because now you're not going to the Mountain West or excuse me, the Big 12 and you've got a real, your bridge is on fire at the Mountain West, right? Like your bridge is on fire and Roy DeSoto and Johnny Gage are not coming through that door anytime soon. Can anybody, anybody in the comments tell me who Roy DeSoto and Johnny Gage are? Jake, do you know who that is? No. God damn it. No. You, I wouldn't expect you to know. <coughs> Any, and, and I may have a gift for you. I may have a gift for you if you can tell me who that is. Uh, J.K. Marshall, uh, can you imagine Tulane's travel schedule if they were to join the pack? Brutal AF. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, uh, look at my guys. Tom Dean. J.K. Marshall. Chad Masters emergency let's go johnny gage um christopher shannon that's incorrect they are not porn actors from the 90s no. nice stash <laughs> bro emergency um uh, emergency yes 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 uh archer quick said chips no <laughs> john baker know your role and shut your mouth john baker buddy said chips poncherello that was another good show. Uh, Trucks.gumby, I ain't that old, dude. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I feel better. Yeah. Um, Tom Dean said, I was told there would be a gift. Well, somebody lied to you. Yeah. Uh, we probably have. Don't we still have one of the soccer shirts hanging around or something? Yeah, yeah, sure. Probably better off yeah. to send like a $5 Amazon gift card. I know, reset. $3. Uh, Dr. Kelly Brackett and Dr. Joe Early. Don't forget Nurse Dix. I'm sorry. Yes. Nurse Dix. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, chips, you mean like goldfish? Yeah. God damn it. Don't. Yes. Don't. Yep. Callahan, yep. Do, don't do this today. <laughs> here I am. Dude, it's Friday. It's a holiday. Do not come in here and start calling goldfish potato chips. <laughs> don't. They are, don't though. do it. No. What are they then? Sir. What are they, a cracker? Sir. <laughs> How dare you? Sir. I'm warning you. Don't fuck. I am warning you. Well, okay, what are goldfish considered, no, dude? Stop Is it. it a cracker or a chip? God, uh, I know that I have sinned against you so many times, but <laughs> well, hello, Moses. Um, anyway, if you could get the fuck out of the way so I could Here talk I to am. God, thank you. Um, <laughs> God, it is what it is. I am not having this discussion with you. I'm not. Goldfish are chips. No, they're not. <laughs> I will hemorrhage How on your face. How dare you? Okay. No, Nick. Would you consider cheese it snaps as chips? See what you did? <laughs> Do you see what you did? Freaking you and Callahan. Bro. <laughs>
Capazzo says, Jake, that last name is spelled D-I-X. Oh, my bad. My bad. Sorry, Great. guys. Sorry, Thank you. guys. Scock. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Callahan, says, Callahan says you're right. I'll dial it down. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you guys know, we had an epic battle on this show about whether or not goldfish were crackers or chips. Yeah, I mean, this falls right into, you know, does a straw, ha- uh, does a straw have top and bottom holes or left and right holes? Uh, you know, or and one certain or two people holes. who clearly lack nutrients during their childhood brain development years said that goldfish <laughs> were chips. What are goldfish considered? They're crackers, you jerk. We have gone. Oh, my God. What now? Let me tell you what now. You know, we're in a new studio space with a bunch of therapists around us. I'm sorry if you're offended by that. You should make an appointment. Well, yeah, uh, I'm just. J.K. Marshall, can goldfish chips be eaten in the Arizona time zone? (laughs) 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 Dorito barbecue is the best chip ever. Okay. Mark, the Brits have chips, but they're different. They're French fries. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, I believe it says cracker on the package. Thank you. Thank you. No, Tom, we're not talking pee in a bottle. Delaric says goldfish and Cheez-Its are a form of a cracker. Thank you. (coughs) Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, Just a rowdy dude from down south says I missed a super chat. Oh, there it is right there. If Arizona, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington leave, what does the Pac-12 do? Because won't any media partner want to renegotiate to significantly um, lower um, figure? Um, uh, I believe that if Arizona, Colorado, Oregon, and Washington leave, you no longer have a conference. Yeah, that would be the answer to that. Yeah, that I, I mean, there's just there's no doubt about it. I yeah. mean, if the if you lose those, if you lose those universities, I mean, that would be akin to going to Papa Murphy's Pizza and not getting the marinara meatball. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered in tangy marinara. marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Here's how it goes. Calzone of any flavor. Then pour the uh, marinara meatball on top of, and you get like... I think six marinara meatballs with great marinara sauce. Pour that right on top of your uh, calzone, as many as you would like. Put the rest in the fridge. Eat the calzone and the meatballs. It's amazing. Or get your pizza with uh, mushroom onion and pineapple, as well as green onions. Yes. Otherwise known as shallots. On top. And, uh, yeah, you're good to go. And Papa Murphy's <laughs> pizza. strategy, sir. I, I only said pineapple to piss people off because, wow. Are you ready to come around to the fact that the goldfish is a cracker? Yeah, I mean, if it says cracker on the package, then I guess it's a cracker. But you know, I don't know. It is. There's no. There's. There is no doubt. It is. There is. I mean, what's a bugle? No is a bugle twelve. a chip? Or is a bugle a cracker? I would think a bugle is more of a. I feel like a bugle chip. is a chip. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Loke man, what's up, Loke man? Where you been? 
Gives us $5. Say Big 12 has settled on two Pac-12 schools, and that's it. Tremors from ACC are getting too strong. But I, see, we've talked about this ad nauseum on the show. We, we really, really have. Yeah. And I, I think when you look at um, the ACC, I, you know what my biggest concern about the ACC splitting up is? They can't agree on anything. And that's how I look at it. How are you going to get them to agree to break up? Because there's a lot of schools in that in that in the ACC that are quite comfortable being there. Would they all like to make more money? Well, yeah, your mom wants to make more money. Everybody does. But to actually get somebody to move, and and I think this is what's so interesting about the Robins, the 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 Randalls, the you know the the Schultzes, or you know the the Carol Fult at USC, or name the president who's talked about this. buddy at Colorado. Right, name the president and the Rick George, the athletic director. Like, name the guy who's talked about this. Yeah, find me the one who's like, hey, we don't want to make more money. They all want to make more money. What are you willing to do to get there? Yeah, that's the that's the hard part. Like we all we all talk all this this nonsense. If Arizona does not vacate their spot in the Pac-12, you're just being a dick now, <laughs> right? Like, because you have your football coach, your president, your athletic like. Your athletic director, like making statements, you know, that essentially say, hey, we're ready to move on if we have to. Pac I mean, 10. Pac 10 is great, but man, if it's not the Pac 10, we'll be somewhere. <laughs> what are you, San Diego State? And, yeah, seriously. Seriously. You've got, you know, all of these guys, like President Robbins at Arizona. I know the Big 12's numbers. I just need to hear what the Pac-12 number is. Then I can make a decision. I want it. Right? It, it, like some affinities. I want it. Right? Like it, Michael Crow. Uh, it, there have been no discussions with the Big 12 conference on moving. Uh, I, I mean, mean... <laughs> there's been discussions between everyone everywhere, but I'll call me. No. Like, <laughs> hey, see. what? No, man. This what, is one of my favorite no, ones, bro. bro. What I have meant to... You see, you know, did um, you have sex with that woman? But see, how do you define sex? What you know what I mean? Like it was a, it, you know, like it's a cigar, man. That ain't you know. That's what. He, well, I mean, we haven't talked to the Big Twelve about moving. I mean, we've had conversations with everybody. You everywhere. out of your goddamn mind? Shit, like look at them. Yeah, come on, man. They've yeah, you have. And then you have your athletic director being like, "Hey, bro, we never talked to anybody. We love the Pac-12. We're never leaving." Like, if Arizona and Colorado don't leave, they're a bunch of frauds. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to. When you talk that much trash and then you don't take action, dude, all hat, no cattle. Yep. Again, my favorite saying. San Diego State. Whale's vagina, dude. Because you couldn't do anything. Nope. All that smoke about, well, you know, we're going somewhere. Way at the Pac-12 or the Big 12. Turns out it wasn't the Big 12. And now you're not going to the Pac-12 either right now today anyway. Yeah, please respect my privacy. So we can sit here and we can talk about, well, who leaves and who goes and who stays. And everybody wants to make more money. But who's got the balls to go and do it? The Kohanis. Who's going to be? the? And I think it will be a group of, of universities that will leave the Pac-12. I think it'll be either two or four or whatever it winds up being. But... Who's got the balls to push the panic button? I don't give a baker's fuck. Right. What's that show that America's Got Talent where they hit the button and the chair turns around and Yeah. 
Who's going to hit the button? Yeah. Who's it going to be? Probably Ryan Seacrest. Anyway. I that's actually think, I actually think that's the voice, not America's same, Got Talent. Same thing. And nope. uh, actually, it's AGT, not America's Got Talent. Thank, thank, thank you so much, though. Thank you. Okay. Um, let's see. Tom Dean, when, when I get a calzone from Papa Murphy, should I let the steam out of it with one or hole or two, left or right? <laughs> Bro, these are all pertinent questions. Jakey Two Holes is the calzone expert. Yeah, I mean, pop that thing in the air fryer. And then the calzone, he means. Yeah, the calzone. Thank you for the clarity. I mean, it's a family program, so I, of course, would never make any sexual references on this program. Program. Uh, but yeah, pop that thing in the air fryer. Uh, yeah, and then when you take it out, you know, do what you do. <laughs> Tom Walshin says, "All toast, no butter." Still one of Jake's greatest lines ever. To it's Gloria Navarez. For the toast, bro. To Gloria Navarez. Hey man, you think San Diego? Hey Gloria. Uh, hey Glorbear. You think uh, San Diego State? <laughs> that didn't happen. Hello, but, man. Like, we asked her, hey, uh, you know, do you think San Diego State's got, uh, got enough butter for all the toast? <laughs> 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 it was like one of the first questions, too. Oh, my God. It, seriously. Um, <laughs> Derek Roche, all bottle, no piss. Could be. <laughs> You guys. All rap, no still water. <laughs> okay. All rap, no Norman. No Norman. Not on this show. You guys are losing your minds on a Friday. Kurt Peters gets credit. Kurt Peters gets credit for what? Uh, Drew P Droopy Balls has the ball. Drew P Balls. Drew Get, see what you did there. You know. So it's like Drew P, but then Drew P. But in all seriousness, here on the Monty Show presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com, um, how much damage has San Diego State done to themselves? Because I think, again, with us reporting and now today Dennis Dodd confirming our report, thank you very much, <laughs> uh, that San Diego State is not a candidate for Big 12 expansion. I mean, we can spin this any way you want to. Damage was done to San Diego State. Shame. It's embarrassing? Absolutely. It's humiliating? Absolutely. Um, it Did it expose Adela Della Torre as being in over her head as the president of a major university? I think it probably did. <laughs> How much damage has been done? I think it is significant. And the sad thing is, you want to talk about damage to a brand? Uh, the Pac-12, I think, has no choice but to invite San Diego State. No, I guess not. That, you want to talk about damage to a brand? I don't believe that the Big 12 would add San Diego State if they could or wanted to. Yeah, I don't think it makes a lot of sense anymore. No, and I, I think the Pac-12 is in this position where they are so desperate that they would have no choice but to add San Diego State. Because, again, if you don't have San Diego State, we could talk about SMU, Boston State, Fresno State, UNLV, your mom, whatever. Add anything, anybody you want. If you don't have Southern California, that conference is dead. Yeah. It, it's dead. You're losing a large portion of your footprint a year from now. Like, you're losing a, a, a huge part of that. And I think San Diego State has done tremendous damage to their brand. I think they have further damaged the Pac-12. I don't think the Mountain West is any worse for wear at all through this situation. Because I think they are going to collect that $17 million from San Diego State. And I think San Diego State is going to have to pay them $17 million more to get out. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I just, what is the other best case here? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think the, 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 I don't know that there is a best case. I don't know that there is any sort of light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, again, you know, I, I highly doubt that this thing goes to court. I, I, I think that, you know, they'll settle. And again, by historic metrics, like, you know, Texas and Oklahoma settled with the Big 12 for about 60% of the fee. You know, that's kind of the ballpark that most of these negotiations fall into. So I would think that San Diego State and the Mountain West would be right in that same ballpark. The problem is... For San Diego State, because you are a group of five school, you're not making fifty a year or thirty a year, right? You're making four a year. Like, do we all remember that? Four million a year. So the idea that your exit fee is seventeen million and then doubles to thirty-four Man. million, right? Like that's the problem. So when the Mountain West is holding six point six million. Uh, that you were supposed to get because you said you were leaving the the conference in writing with all the presidents copied on it. Yeah, I don't think there is light at the end of the tunnel. I think you're going to put your tail between your legs. You're going to run back into the Mountain West, and then you're going to have to figure out how exactly you're going to leverage George Klyovkov and the Pac-12 to make it right. Because ultimately, isn't that why they're in this position? Because they decided to go with George instead of go with Brett. And once again... I'm not feeling sorry for you because how much info, how much, you know, evidence of of not being good at business do you need? Malfeasance. Like how much how much do you need to see to understand that George Klavkock and the Pac twelve are just not run well? I don't care how good of a geographic fit you are. They aren't run well. So when you have Brett Yormark in the Midwest in the Big Twelve talking about how he wants to add a fourth time zone, wouldn't oh. it be smart? To, to uniquely position yourself as a California school that Brett Yormark has access to? Wouldn't it be smart to say, yeah, I know that Oregon State is the more attractive offer because they're already a P5 and Reeser just got upgraded and everything's kosher up there. But hey, down here, hey, we just did Snapdragon. We've got a beautiful campus. And also, We're valuable. By the way, are you really telling me if San Diego State joined the Big 12 that you wouldn't have a scheduling alliance with with SC and UCLA, I mean, you would have to just to play your early season non-cons or special games or yeah. travel, you know, impact on your student athlete. I mean, yeah. it would just make all the sense in the world, which is exactly why it won't happen. Yep. And it's just, and that's why you I go back to this, but that's why I go back to this ACC thing. I don't believe the ACC is coming apart, at least not now. I I don't know how you get all of those those administrators on the same page or half the conference on the same page cuz Florida State right now seems to be this this I, I disgruntled child loudmouth of an institution who's talking about everything they've done for the conference and how very San Diego State of you yeah right I, I just don't see how that happens that they, they get half the conference on the same page to break that grant of rights. Yeah. It, and even if you do, are you telling me that everybody in the ACC is going to go in one to one place? Absolutely not. But ask yourself, you made the case that USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten was terrible for the health and well-being of Pac-12 athletes. So you're going to add ACC schools and then somehow have to spin out that you were wrong? After the envelope calculations. Because let, let's be real, Home Slice. If Pennsylvania is bad for USC, 
What on earth is Raleigh? What um, is um um Seriously. Anybody in Florida? Clemson? Virginia? Virginia Tech? Like, think about who we're talking about. Atlanta? You think that's not bad for your student athletes? Like, this is a no win situation that the Pac twelve has talked themselves into. Yes. And yes. these and by the way, these are all fairy dusts. It's not real. Yeah. I don't believe the ACC is disintegrating before our eyes. Yeah. A year from now, sure. Bro, Boston College, dude. You're talking yep. about going to Boston from LA. Yeah, the trips in the the trips in the ACC are not fun. They're they're if you are you know. a, if you are Stanford, Cal, Oregon, Washington, Utah, Arizona, Arizona State, think about that trip. Um, um, think about that. Yeah. Whereas, whereas if you would merge with the Mountain West and have a scheduling alliance with the Big 12 and San Diego State makes a scheduling alliance for a yearly game that rotates between SC and UCLA, it makes all the sense in the world. It's good for the student athlete, which is probably why it won't happen. Yep. If we're being totally honest. But yep. to answer the question, I think San Diego State has done immense damage to its brand. Immense damage to its brand. And I actually, I actually don't believe the Pac-12 deserves any credit for this this part of the the wreckage. I think San Diego State did this to themselves. It is self-imposed, yeah. But it just begs the question: Why did they choose to do it? That's where I think. And again, it's all conjecture. We'll probably I don't know that we'll ever know what they were told or what you know caused them. You know what the catalyst was for them doing oh, what they there's did. There's going but... to be a thirty for thirty on this. Yeah, they. I mean, there has to be, right? When J.D. Wicker gets fired and Adela Delatore resigns, um, there's going to be some interviews done. Yeah. There's going to be some. Yeah. You can't tell me that the details of this never come out. When If the Pac-12, because again, even the most ardent hater of the Pac-12 cannot argue the fact that this conference was set up to be far more successful than it is. Right. With the money, the academics, the revenue, the athletics, you name it. The Pac-12, when it expanded last, had everything you needed to be the Power Five conference. Yeah. Except a commissioner and administrators and lawyers and replay officials and, you know, all the normal stuff that makes you just exist. You never had it in the Pac-12. Right. If this conference fails, it is one of the shocking failures in the history of American business. In the his- And I didn't say sports. In the history of American industry, a Pac-12 failure would be enormous. It, the shock level, the disappointment, the carnage and wreckage would be of historic proportions. Yeah. We have never seen a failure this size. We have never seen a failure on something that is built to last I mean, it's unbelievable. You you can't even fathom. Yeah. That the how if I said to you ten years ago, hey, the Pac-12 is going to be in the middle of an existential crisis, fighting for their lives, you would have laughed me out of the room. Bro, they would have locked about, my man? ass up. Right? They'd have locked my ass up in a rubber room. Yet here we are. It, it's it's you'd have never be- guessed that people shorted mortgages. You'd have never guessed. That real estate went bust, and the car industry went bust, and the banks went bust. Yeah, and the Pac-12 went bust. Yes, like to me, it's that shocking. Yes, because it it just it should have never happened. But what was it? Poor management. It was bad oversight. 
It was bad decision making. It was pure incompetence. It was greed. It was arrogance and aloofness. Yeah. That's what this is all about. It is what what is going on with the Pac-12 and its failure is no different than what happened in all the other failures in the history of this country. And it is, in my opinion, just as shocking. Like I can't even, I still cannot wrap my head around the fact that this group of administrators can't figure it the fuck out. Like I can't, I cannot believe it. It's incredible. The Pac-12 is not going to have their best games on ESPN. Yeah. Or on any ESPN platform, TV, stream, plus app, website. How? I don't believe that they're going to be on any Fox product. How is that possible? How how is it possible (laughs) that Ion Script Sports is out according to our sources? Yeah. In the TV industry. Out. How? It's the Pac-12, man. Well, not anymore. Shocking malfeasance. I don't think you can say that anymore. It's the Pac-12. Just don't think they're that valuable, man. I, it, yeah, I don't know. Uh, rowdy dude, if the Big Ten commissioner of Colorado and Arizona leave for the Big 12, isn't it your best interest to go for the coup d'etat on the Pac-12 and bring in Oregon and Washington? If you're the Big Ten commissioner, Colorado and Arizona leave for the Big 12. Well, I mean, I, I don't think it has anything to do with Colorado and Arizona. I think if you are the if you are the Big Ten commissioner and you have gotten the high sign from your membership, including Gene Smith at Ohio State, who carries a lot of water in that town, yeah. If all those folks are aligned, that you should add Colorado and and I I think there's no Big Ten expansion with the Pac-12 that doesn't include Stanford and Cal. Yeah, you just have to have it. You have to have those four. By the way, did you guys see what happened to Fitzgerald at Northwestern, bro? Did you guys like Pat Fitzgerald, who is a very well respected coach, just took a two week rip for hazing <coughs> related to training camp and preseason training in Wisconsin, dude. Yeah, so much so that he's uh, he's suspended for two weeks without pay, and they're going to have to have a monitor at all football activities that does not report to anybody in the athletic department. That's crazy at Northwestern. Yeah, but I my, mean, you know. My point is. Yeah. Uh, Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington should go to the Big Ten, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah should go to the Big 12. I think I could make a pretty strong argument for Oregon State, but, and then I think you add Gonzaga basketball and you or Gonzaga across the board, frankly, and I think at some point in the next Gonzaga. year, if they announce an on-campus football stadium, you add UConn. Yeah. Because I am told that is a real problem for the Big 12, and, and Big 12 presidents don't want to add UConn because football, is, they're going to have to subsidize UConn football. Yeah, and how could you blame them? I mean, I, I wouldn't want to subsidize that. I think that's, ex- that's exactly right. Yeah. Uh, Hero75 says, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal already have deals just waiting to be signed with the Big Ten, and they are waiting for the final Pac-12 numbers and someone to leave first. I, we've covered this on the show at nauseum. I mean, Fox and CBS and NBC, and really it's CBS and NBC, because of the way the Big Ten TV contract is structured, have agreed to pay for 
those four schools. But the Big Ten has made it pretty clear at the time they didn't have a commissioner, but that they don't want to be seen as raiders of the Pac-12. Right. And when circumstances change, the Big Ten will be ready to act. And I think that's a, that's a really pragmatic viewpoint to take on it. Because I think if you're the one that brings down the, the Pac-12, you're going to be looked at as a hyena. Well, And I think you want to be looked at as a cheetah, not a hyena. So I think that's a very pragmatic view. The optics. And I, and I do think, I do think, the Big Ten, Petiti's a really good dude. Yep. I think the Big Ten is well positioned. They don't have to do anything they don't want to do. I think the Big 12, and I'm probably alone in this, I get it, but I think the Big 12 has some business they have to do. Like what? They have to add Gonzaga and UConn. I think that's really critical for them. I think it's really critical for them. Spokane would be a really nice ad. It's a Pacific time zone city. I think it makes them money instantly in basketball. Fox has agreed to pay for Gonzaga, according to our sources. I think Brett wants to add Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. But I think they have to expand. I don't, again, I'm not saying that the Big 12 is vulnerable to the Pac-12. I worry about the next cycle if you are not making far more money. They need to be making 60, 70, 80 million dollars a year in revenue per school. Yeah. To really ward off cuz unlike the Pac-12, the Big 12 is is now posturing for the next cycle of expansion right. and TV contracts. And I think if you're paying the real powers in this conference 70 80 million dollars when that next window opens nobody's going anywhere mm-hmm. because i think money is going to be harder to come by now the big 10 tv deal had better perform yep because i think it is an outrageous amount of money and i think nbc and notre dame are going to play a huge part in this i think i just think there's a lot of business to be done yeah, I mean, I think you always want to secure your future, no doubt. And I think that Brett has said he wants to be in the Pacific time zone. But again, I don't think that that means that it's just anybody's old institution. I think it's Pacific time zone plus a great basketball program at a minimum uh, and a football program that can at least compete in the Big 12. Yep, I agree. And I, I think I just, yeah, it's huge. And I think when you think about a lot of money, you got to think about TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Have you been there yet? I know that a lot of our listeners have signed up for the program. And, dude, business is booming. The the stock market is exactly what you need it to be. Because one of the things that I think I hear a lot is, well, man, the stock market's way down. And it doesn't matter. Because day trading is not about long-term plays. Day trading is about dipping. Getting in and getting out at a certain number and a certain value. And you're like, well, how am I? I have no idea. That's what Triday Trading is all about. Triday Trading is going to build you into a prolific day trader. They're going to teach you the process, the system, the algorithm. They're going to give you high-level coaching. They are going to show you how to become one of the most productive day traders in the country because that's what TridayTrading.com produces. They produce full-time day traders that make $1,000 a day minimum. So if I said to you, did you make five grand this week? Oh, you didn't? Try daytrading.com. 
slash Monty. Hey, by the way, if you want to do it on a part-time basis, maybe you're just looking for a way to pay your mortgage. Yeah. Maybe you're looking for a way to pay for that Disney vacation. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Because part-time traders at Triday Trading who go through their program, graduate, open their own business because they work for themselves. When you get educated at TridayTrading.com, you work for yourself, right? They're going to open up a trading account for you. They're going to put money in there to teach you how to trade. And when you make money with their money, you keep 80% of it. But part-time traders who came through the Triday Trading program, they're making three, four, five hundred bucks a day. They program their trades in the morning, they go to work and they come home and the, the algorithm, the systems, the process made you money while you were already at work. You were making money all day long, man, yep. because that's what TridayTrading.com is about. Live the life you've always dreamed of. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up for the $10 30-day trial program. You get the entire kit and caboodle. You get all the coaching, all the process, all the algorithm, all the training, for 30 days. And if it's not for you, walk away. But if I said, give me $10, I'll show you your future, you would do it all day long. That's what they're telling you. A $10 charitable donation, by the way, that $10 goes to charity, tax write-off for you. And then you get 30 days to try the program for absolutely no cost and absolutely no obligation. What do you have to lose? Trydaytrading.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's see. Tom Dean says, uh, all Norman, no Manhattan. Right. Oh, I like it. Drew Money says, all, all super, no soaker. Derek Roche, maybe I'm dumb, but I still can't imagine anyone leaving the pack until after someone gets invited to the Big Ten. I, and again, I get ripped every time I say this, so I'm a little hesitant. Right. I can't imagine, you can just stop it. I can't imagine anybody leaving the Pac-10. You just stop right there. Because I am, I am still in the camp of believers that I don't think there's a single president in this conference that wants to leave the conference. Not will leave the conference. Wants to. Right. Robbins, Jed Fish, Arizona. I think that group of guys wants to stay in the Pac-10. Right. Uh, but I think they would leave for the Big 12 tomorrow if they, if, if they felt like they were in a position to do so. Back 10. There's just no doubt about that in my mind. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, the educational relationships they have make it so they want to stay in the conference. That That's yeah. their big thing is that, you know, we don't want to break up the, the you know, the, the partnerships that we've built. And I understand that. But, again, when it comes down to survival, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I agree. Kurt Peters says, uh, I just started investing in penny stocks. It seemed to make a lot of sense. See what he did there. So there's sense. this stock called Aerotine. Aerotine International, a cutting edge technology company. Yes. Name that tune. Uh, Bryce Martin. I just feel like the Pac-12 will remain intact. I think that's. I think that's still the smart bet. That's still the play. Uh, Lokeman says Washington and Oregon want to leave, but I want to weigh 100 pounds. But will I get there? Probably not. No. They want to leave, but will they leave? Because, again, I'll say the same thing all over again. All, I, I, hey, it's great you want to leave. Yeah. Why haven't you left then? You Oh, you want to leave. Okay, why haven't um, you left then? If they want to leave the Pac-12 so bad, why haven't they gone already? Um, because if the money is $25 million or more, they're staying. Almost assuredly, they're staying. At $25 yeah. million or more, they're staying. And look... I, I could see if they get a full share, which never happened, they get a full share from the Big Ten. Hey, $100 million, come on, get it. 
nobody's walking away from seventy-five million. Yeah. But if the if the Big Ten said, "Yeah, we'll match your money. We'll give you twenty-five million." They're not going to leave for that. Well, we'll yeah. give you $45 million. They're not going to leave for that. Soft person Tennessee. It has to be an overwhelming offer. And we talked about this before. We were told by sources at the, at the conference that one of the things that scares the Pac-12 about the Big Ten is I think the Big Ten is willing to say, hey, get to the college football playoff. You're immediately at 100%. Yeah. I think that scares the folks at the Pac-12 conference because Oregon can get to the, the college football playoff. In an expanded – college football playoff yeah they can get there they can get there mm-hmm. and if that incentivizes them to get to 100 million dollars i think oregon would take that deal every single day yep yep we'll see until it happens it ain't happening james l says uh does the acc grant of rights prevent them from growing tulane memphis no grant of rights prevents you from growing what prevents you from growing is hey i need to go to espn and say hey we want to add tulane and memphis are you willing to pay for them no. That's what prevents you from growing. Yeah. Um, truck Stop Gumby says, all store, no trucker. Well. Okay. Bryce Martin um, says, why would they want to leave and be the fourth, fifth best team in the Big Ten and not get a guaranteed spot in the college football playoff? Because is that actually the, the case of it? But no, in all seriousness, forget the money. Is that actually the case? <clears throat> if Utah went to the Big Ten right now, is Michigan better than Utah? Historically, they haven't been. Utah's gone to Michigan and won. Is Ohio State better than Utah? Yeah, it's proven on the field multiple times. Penn State? Yeah, well, Penn State just beat dead ass. <coughs> so let's see if you can be the third team. the third Because they'd be the third best team. You'd be the third best team in the Big Ten. And you're going to make $50 million? Dilly dilly. dilly dilly. And you can get an escalator? That's a no-brainer. Yeah, why Oregon? wouldn't you? I think I could make a pretty strong case that Washington's the best team in the Pac-12 this year. Pretty strong case. I think they would go in as the second best team in the... I mean, are, are they better than Ohio State? They're not. Ohio State's the king of the Big Ten. Let's just get that right now. Right. I think Washington's better than Penn State. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think they're better than Michigan. Washington-Michigan would be a football game. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a football game. Yeah. Right? The top three teams right now in the remaining 10, Washington, Utah, because I think Washington's really good. Yes. Washington, Utah, Oregon. Those three. Would compete for the top of the Big Ten today. I have no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Oregon, I'm not a Bo Nix guy. Yeah, but they would compete, though. I mean, they're in that game. Yes, Washington with Penix, yeah, no, no doubt about it. Cam Rising in Utah, no doubt about it. That defensive line, Cole Bishop behind him, yeah, dude. no doubt about it. Yep. Everybody else, take I don't it know. or leave it. Take it or, exactly. Take it or leave it. Yep. I don't know. I, I think it's one of those things where you, where you just kind of. Football's very much a game of matchups. That's why I say, like, it's in some respects, it is about what you do on the field. In other respects, it's not. I mean, again, this this concept of educational relationships, I think, is so undervalued by people talking about the situation. I agree. I, I I just my 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 belief is that man, Washington and Utah are really close. Yes. I mean, I think SC is probably the most talented team in the Pac-12. 
I, it's going to be a great year. I'm telling you that the Pac-12 is... Top to bottom, they have a chance to be elite. You look at the bottom 25% of the rosters at Oregon, Washington, Utah, SC, UCLA. Eh, UCLA. Nah. I think UCLA's mid-table. I would throw Oregon State in there. Mm-hmm. Those are some pretty good bottom 25. Yeah, there are a lot of people who have Oregon State in the top three. I think, I'm not putting them that far, but there are a lot of people who do. I'm a big believer that when you look at football rosters, the bottom 25% determine how good that roster is. Because it, powerhouses like Utah, Oregon, Washington, SC, UCLA, the top 50% on that roster, those are all D1 football players on any roster. Right. I mean, the top 25% on any of those rosters can be on any roster in the country. Not even, not even a wonderment. The bottom 25% in November, especially November, is going to determine how far you're going to go, yep. how successful you are. Quarterbacks, who's your fourth-string quarterback? Who's your third-string quarterback? Yeah. Who's your Brock Purdy, right? Are you Brock Purdy? Is your, is your third-stringer Brock Purdy or Trey Lance? Right? Like, those are the – that determines. Because guys like Penix, Williams, Camerizing, those guys get hit. They play yeah. a lot. They play aggressive. They're confident as hell. They're putting themselves out there, right? So the Bryce Youngs that we all take for granted playing every game, you know, that guy, Yeah, they're so rare because guys like Cam Rising wind up getting hurt because he's playing in big games against big players, mm -hmm. right? So I just believe that it's the bottom 25 on your roster that determine. And I think Oregon, Washington, and Utah, those three – their rosters are really I mean, I, good. I, I think we could all agree that typically to win a national championship, you need at least two grade A quarterbacks on your roster. I yeah. mean, you need you got to have some some injury management depth. Well, and you have to have competition. Yeah, you, nobody's yeah. pushing Caleb Williams to be the starter. Yeah, nobody's saying, "Hey, Caleb, you're at risk of losing your job." He is the guy, but I I think there needs to be a dogfight for that second spot because you know. There at any given time, he could pick up an injury. I mean, again, it's like you said, when you're that good and you know you're that good, you're gonna inherently want to make more plays for your team. But which, you know, you know the bigger issue. Look at BYU. Another great, yeah. Well, who says Keaton Slovis is a number one quarterback on anybody else's roster? Yeah, I'm not saying that. It's a mistake not to go with Cade Fennigan. That's my opinion. I am not a football coach. I am not somebody that is with them every single day. I know the Keaton Slovis that played at USC, and I know the Keaton Slovis that played at Pitt. Yeah, that guy's not a starting quarterback on a on a on a big time D one roster. No, on a, I'm not doing that. Not on a P five roster. With all due respect to to Keaton, yeah, I just that's the difference between the SCs. Well, we'll talk to him next week. Yeah, that's that's the difference right there. That is the difference. Yeah, um, the difference in your life could be just a moment, a second. You better have the advocates on speed dial. Getting knocked around in an accident is awful. That's why you need someone to look out for you. Call the advocates for your free consultation and we'll keep you from getting knocked around. Yes. That's right, call the advocates or just go to the advocates.com. Utah advocates, the advocates.com uh, because you can chat with an attorney live online for free. See, because you never go into your pocket. You're never going to pay out of pocket to work with the advocates. You don't pay the advocates until they get you a positive outcome, until they get you that settlement, 
unless and until they win your case. You don't pay the advocates a consultation fee or a retainer. That's why you can always chat with an attorney live online for free 24-7-365 theadvocates.com. And trust me, if you got hurt at work today, the stress, the, the uncertainty, the insecurity doesn't need to exist in your life. Go with the pros. Go with the guys who've been there and done that because they've seen what you're going through. They know the exact right moves to make you the best version of yourself. Once again, theadvocates.com. All right, let's get a couple more of your comments. Uh, By the way, coming up on the show today, we've got to talk about this Tom Brady story that came out uh, on just how much money he did not make at FTX. (laughs) Um, We are talking about Dan Patrick reporting that the Pac-12 is interested in San Diego State SMU, Blossom State, and UNLV. Which, again, I don't think either one of us believes. Congratulations, but that's bullshit. And again, I like Dan Patrick. I respect Dan Patrick. But you cannot tell me that the Pac-12, Jake, is after UNLV. Yeah, and here's my problem. Dan Patrick has not exactly been burning the house down with his reporting on this story the entire time. I mean, this is very much one of those shot-in-the-dark type type tweets. And and again, I, I always point it out, and I, and I only say it because we see this rather... Uh, you know, consistently in the media, there will just be a random guy on a random day who decides to open up his phone. And you tweet things like, hey, long shot possibility of UNLV and Boise State. Now, I'm not saying that's just a ridiculous, never going to happen take. But what I am here to say is that the Pac-12 is not at a point where they're considering Boise State in UNLV. Now, that's SMU right. and San Diego State, sure, okay, cool conversations but i'm not i am not going to sit here and be like well it's dan patrick he tweeted it it must be true no i'm not saying that because dan patrick while yes an absolute legend in this uh sports talk radio game love what he's done like love it all right totally respect him he is not a savant on this topic. He well, is and he not. doesn't have a great track record on breaking news either. Yeah, and, and my thing is, it's like, all right, you know, I, I look at the guys who cover it with regularity, and I think that Dennis Dodd is pretty credible. You know, you look around at the Ross Dellingers of the world, obviously the Marshans of the world. Like, you know these guys. You know the names that are rather credible. And Boise State and UNLV, to me, while... I think it's ridiculous to bring them up. I just think logically they don't work in the Pac-12 right now. And and we've gone round and round about it on the show today, but that's why I thought the tweet was rather out there because it's just like, dude, like, again, no slander to Boise State or UNLV, but they're just not fits with where the Pac-12 is at right now. And that's why I think the tweet lacks a little bit of steam. And the one thing I will say is we've heard pretty repeatedly that the Pac-12 has done a lot of work to evaluate expansion candidates. And I think the one that you have consistently heard is San Diego State and again SMU, which we've we've been we've been over that bridge already. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think it's I think it's a pretty interesting conversation. Kevin Mott gives us a fifty dollar tip. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate, Bro, appreciate that. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate that very much. While you guys are here, please hit the like button. And just Kevin, so you guys know all those all those tips go to infrastructure on the show or like you know that we're not we're not uh, going out and buying golf balls with those. I mean, the new wrap, going to Big Twelve Media Days, like all those. That's where all that money goes. Kevin Mott says, "Don't sleep on Will Howard and my cats, baby." 
Back-to-back Big 12 champs. Texas is overrated. Good luck on your way out with every school circling the game on their schedule. Well, <laughs> Texas, Bro, you is, are not wrong. Texas is always a big game, but we but talked it, about this on the show yesterday about the fact that Texas always disappoints, and I think this is this is Steve Sarkeesian's best last chance to be a prolific head coach. Mm-hmm. If he fails with this level of talent, my God. Yeah, well, and I think that point about every team circling Texas on their calendar, doesn't every team do that already? Like, doesn't, I mean, maybe the Heat's turned up a little bit because you're going to the SEC, isn't but that, like. Isn't that who you are? Yeah, I mean, that's that's who Texas you're is. You're Alabama, I mean, you're Georgia, you're Ohio I mean, Ohio you are State, the hunted. You're you, Michigan. Like, you are the teams that, that you know, teams want to beat. Yeah, at every at every single like, time. You, like, Texas is that team in the Big 12. Like, if you're TCU, let's say, last year, you're looking at Texas, and you're like, damn, if we can handle Texas, man, our resume is going to look good. Damn, it, uh, we're Texas. If we can handle Alabama. Yeah, yeah, right? Like, that's that's the name of the game. So that's why I say, like, I don't even disagree with you, man. But I think Texas, with all due respect, is circled every single year, which is why I think that Texas, you know, disappoints every year because they get every single team's best every single week. I am interested to see what K-State is, but again, I TCU, is TCU a Big 12 championship contender on July 7th? How far is the fall going to be? Because they lost a lot, a lot of talent. Yeah, but Like they, talent but, that made difference-making talent. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I think you got to count them in that conversation until, you know, we can definitively say not. I mean, I agree. They've lost a lot of talent, but at the same time, TCU wasn't – nobody said, oh, yeah, TCU is going to be in the national championship after two weeks of football. Nobody was saying that, right? I mean, Sonny well, still had to go out and coach that team. And so, yeah, they have lost a lot of talent, but I do think that we shouldn't discount them until we see exactly what they have. I agree. Uh, Rowdy from South Carolina. South Carolina. Go Cox. Uh, zero chance Pac-12 gets to $20 million a school after losing SC and UCLA. And everyone knows Fox lost three to $400 million on the Pac-12 network. It, wow. And again, the Pac-12 network, as you know it, is essentially dead. Um, I think this pie-in-the-sky idea of selling lock, stock, and barrel the Pac-12 network, I don't know how that gets achieved. Two, I, I don't know that I think it's far fetched that they get over twenty million. Mm-hmm. We've we've repeatedly heard high nineteen, call it twenty million dollars. Repeatedly heard that. Yeah, and we've heard now Jim Williams at Forbes the other day was tweeting about regional deal. But it's always been a regional deal. But we've told you repeatedly that we've been told by just about everybody, and recently that Ion Scripps is out on the Pac-12. Yeah. Ion Scripps is not in the Pac-12 Derby. Yeah. Um, and I think even if they were, if you look at the deal that Ion Scripps did, and I think it's a great deal with uh, the WNBA, look at their deal with the Las Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, it, it is it is pretty remarkable that the Pac-12 has not done that kind of deal. Yeah. And I think we talked about it with the CW, but George Klyovkov wanted a paycheck. We were told they asked for $400 million, and they wanted all of the major markets, Chicago, New York, Miami, 
Dallas, like every major market. And the question is, if they're not watching live golf, what makes you think they're going to watch Pac-12 football? And that's... Is New York City watching Pac-12 football? No. Is Chicago no. watching No, Pac-12? no, no. Why would they do that? No, they've got Big Ten football to watch. So if it is truly, in fact, a regional deal, which I'm not convinced it is, it'd only be on the CW, right? Because I can't see Ion Scripps coming out of nowhere all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I doubt that. Right. I, I, I just I just don't see I don't see the 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 rescue. I think the likely scenario is that the dark horse remains NBC Universal because I think USA Network has become a sports channel. Well, and the Comcast situation. I also think it gives them a chance to recoup their money on Comcast. I think there's going to have to be a streamer that steps in. Although I asked this week again and was told that Amazon's not a player right now. And that really only leaves Apple TV. Do you see what I mean? How the Pac-12 doesn't have any, they don't have a, a get back tool. They don't have like, hey, like they, like the SEC's got, hey, we've got Nick Saban in Alabama or Kirby in Georgia or, or what it like. We've got these brands that are must watch for a college, like, they have that to lean on, right? So does the Big Ten. So does the Big 12. But the problem is, is that the Pac-12 doesn't have that thing that can light the fire on conversation. So George just had I to agree. just go out and be brazen about it. And that's why they're here. Yep. Uh, Brass Ball says, in no reality that I've been to is Boise State or UNLV a, a member of the Pac-12. Yeah. I agree. Bryce Martin says, K-State does have a great chance to repeat if they can replace the pass rush. I agree. Truck stop Gumby, all Texas, no back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. E-M-A-W. E-M-A-W. I don't know what that means. Uh, Bob Holsey says, all those tips go to more Normans on the wall. Uh, well, wall could be changing. Wall could absolutely be changing. Um, Jeremy Callahan, Texas has been getting their horns kicked in for so long in the Big 12. It has become pretty commonplace. Yeah, I know, but I'm going to drink the burnt orange Kool-Aid, bitches. Mm -hmm. Dude, with this talent, how do you lose? Honest to God. And usually in college football, the more talented team and this coaching staff, I, if, dude, no, I'm not doing it again. U.S. Mail says all horn no long. Hey, you start talking shit. Okay. Bryce Martin, Sark needs to quit having such horrible second-half collapses. And no, <laughs> I'm not talking Sarkeesian Dude, again today. don't play their games, man. Uh, truck Stop Gumby, all Sonny Dykes, no defense. Hey. Sonny Dykes, my guy. Uh, Brass Ball says, BYU is 4-1 and one against Texas. This year will be 5-1 and one when it's over. Not a chance in the world. I don't think there's a chance in the world because until uh, – Wow. Sorry. My bad. Until BYU proves they have a pass rush that can beat that offensive line at Texas, good luck. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, Bryce Martin, TCU will be a Big 12 contender, but not a national contender. No. I think TCU is going to struggle to be top half of the the Big 12. Yeah. Five, six, seven. Yeah. That's where I've got TCU at. Could be wrong. 
Uh, Callahan, TCU, it's a coin flip. They may have reloaded with a bunch of dudes that other schools slept on and nobody has heard of who will be awesome. Wouldn't be the first time. No, it would not. No, it would not. I agree with that. Um, let's see. Who else is in the hizzy today? Uh, let's see. Jeremy Callahan, wow, every man's a wildcat. Is that actually true? Uh, okay. I mean, you know. Uh, Vorlon Angel, how are you, sir? Uh, the Saudis can come in and save the pack, and they get a deal with Al Jazeera. Ooh. There's some wild shit going on right now. I, the, I'm sorry. I thought you just said Al Jazeera. Would the Pac-12 do a deal with the uh, the PIF? God, could you imagine? Oh, my God. Truck Stop Gumby says, bless you, Jake. Thank you. It Thank was you. for the sneeze. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Texas lost to Kansas when they were horrible. Do you count BYU out? Do not count BYU out. I think BYU is going to fight hard. But again, I am a big believer that talent wins. Yeah. Talent wins. And it's, it's when we talked about this yesterday, it's what I say about Kansas. It's what I say about Texas, Oklahoma. Remade that roster. Uh, you, you look at Dion in Colorado. The difference is it, when you have that much talent that you've brought in that's new, you better have a coach who knows what to do with it. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Riley at USC knows what to do with it. I would agree with that. Right now, can they can they figure out how to cover the middle of the field, which they have never done under Lincoln Riley? Well, let's find out. But my guess is, my guess is they will be. I think USC is going to be a handful. I would, I would suspect that USC is going to go to the college football playoff. Yeah. Because you have, in college football, do you have a quarterback? Oh, you do? All right, cool. Can you play defense? Oh, you can? Okay, cool. See Utah. Fucking A. Right? It's yeah, true. I mean, it's does, absolutely true. Does Texas have a quarterback? Yes, multiple quarterbacks. Can they stop people? Yes. Do they have a coach? Maybe. Yeah. Does Steve Sarkeesian blow his own feet off? Let's find out. My guess is he will not. Catch me outside. How about that? He's been in this exact situation in Alabama. Yeah. I think, and I'm an idiot who wants to tell me, hey, man, who wants to break the news to money? He's a fucking idiot. Texas is, this is the year that Texas, because how apropos is it? Texas is leaving the conference. Right. There's a lot on the line. There's a lot. Sark might want to figure it out. I think he will. And I, I think he will figure it out. I truly believe he will figure it out. Yeah. I'm an idiot. We get it. Uh, Gabe H. Texas will beat Alabama this year. Well, the problem is that game's at Bryant Denny. Yeah, good luck, dude. That game's at Bryant Denny. Tuscaloosa's on the wall. Yeah. That game's at Bryant Denny. Uh, Mike Maples, Mapinator, how are you? Uh, Talent wins if you have a proven QB, hence why BYU was picked 11th and the Niners aren't in the Super Bowl, aren't Super Bowl favorites. Well, well, I also think that – Brock Purdy's elbow ligament has something to do with that. Yeah. And Keaton Slovis has a lot to do with that. Why would you not go with Finnegan? Because Keaton's the name. Because Keaton was the guy you brought in through the portal because you thought that that Cade wasn't good enough or wasn't ready. I don't know. I mean, why else would you go with why else would you go there? Because and maybe some of it is that they know BYU's gonna get that ass kicked this year. Like it's gonna be an incredibly difficult Well, year. and I'm cool. I Dude, mean, if that's like, the take, I mean if if that's the strategy, not to get totally off the rails here, but if that's the strategy, hey, we know we're gonna get smashed this year. Let's see what 
you know, Keaton can do. And then we'll go with Cade. Like, if that's your strategy, great. But I'm just telling you, when there is big-time opposition, when you have a tall task ahead of you, if you can somehow find your way to the top of the mountain, which for BYU, in my opinion, uh, for well, especially for BYU fans, is six wins, right? Bowl eligibility. If you could somehow find a way to do that in year one, my God. I mean, I like, again, it's the whole Dion thing, right? I just think that BYU is more equipped to actually get to six wins than Dion is. And that's why I say, like, I, I'm just telling you, Keaton Slovis was brought in to do a job. And if by week five they're not doing it, he's going to be out. I'm telling you, that's all the leash he's got. k says, don't underestimate Kansas and Leipold. I would agree with that. Aaron Wilson says, wreck him. Mm-hmm. Wreck him. Fat Jesus. Hello, Fat Jesus. Uh, Phil will negotiate the deal with the Saudis. I used to love Phil Mickelson so much. Speaking of wrecking your legacy. Dude. Could, what would you do if the Pac-12 was like, all right, uh, we're going to do a uh, deal with the Saudis. Saudi stooge. And they brokered a pay-per-play on uh, the CW. Yeah, it's funny. The the guy that we were negotiating with, uh, yeah, he was distant cousins with Jamal. You know that guy they chopped up? Yeah, so we ought to be careful. Yeah, it turns out they... Ch- nope, not making a... Nope. Not doing it. Um, anyway, my point is, God, could you imagine that Silicon Valley like doing a deal with the Saudis? And uh... dude, I I think if that happened, the world would stop spinning. Yeah, the, quite literally. Did you guys see? They said there's a gravity hole in the Indian Ocean today. Yeah, apparently they figured it out that the there was an ancient ocean floor collapse at the bottom of the Indian Ocean, and that's why it's created a gravity field. And no, I don't want to see all your Ocean Gate jokes in the comments. Oh, Be bro. better, dude. Bro, it must have been the Ocean Gate imploding. Man, maybe, maybe they should send an Ocean Gate uh, Titan down there and check it out. Be better, bro. Come on. Oh, my God. Jeremy Callahan, or wait, Maury Alvarez. I have my blue goggles on, and all I can see is BYU winning the national championship. Well. Maybe you and Victor's the way you can have a party together. Are those blue Victor's goggles like VHS equipped and you're watching the 84 reruns? Jesus. I think BYU in the coming years will compete. Yeah. I think it's going to take three years to stock just to get the roster depth. Yeah. Because you got you to gotta build a three deep right now. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're not three deep across every position. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, George would turn Al Jazeera into Al Jazeera. Wow. <laughs> okay. Uh, meet me. This says, talent wins unless you're A&M. Well, has there been any more bigger fraud as a coach than Jimbo Fisher? Ah, oh, Jimbo's got that kick-ass recruiting class. Coming for Saban's ass. And by the way, God damn. Yeah. Kirby. Bro. Kirby, yeah, we need to have a conversation, bro. Did you guys see that another Georgia Bulldog got a a what they're calling flagrant speeding ticket? You know, eighty eight and a forty five. You know, two to one. You know, you're almost twice the speed. You know what he was driving? You know what he was driving? Hey, I know you're gonna be shocked by this one. A Subaru WRX STI. No, even worse, a Durango. What is this first team all dodge? Come well, on, dude. Clearly they have a deal. 
with a it's with Dodge. Embarrassing, bro. But the, it wasn't a Durango. It was an SRT Durango, which is akin to an SRT Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah, which is what Jalen Carter was driving on the infamous <coughs> night where you know people died. And it, I don't understand this at Georgia. I, I don't get, but I'm also the guy who says, I don't understand if you're, if you're, you know, one of the dudes at Georgia, you can't get your ass to bed by 10 o'clock every night. Apparently not. If you are a major, major D one college football player, if you are going in, in any way, shape or form to be in the NFL draft, your ass better be in bed at 10 o'clock every night. Mm-hmm. Now I didn't say like repopulating the earth at 10 o'clock while you're in bed. You need to be in bed going to sleep at 10 o'clock, 365. Yeah. Not out on the streets. You win the national championship, don't... like. Can you not see the brass ring is within reach? Yeah, dude. Do you know how much money Carter lost over that whole thing? Stetson Bennett, you dumbass. Like, do you, do you guys not... Like, are you yeah. kidding me, Brandon Miller? Yep. Like, these guys, I just want to say, what were you thinking, dude? And everybody that rips Deion Sanders, he has this exact same conversation on his Netflix show, or was it Prime Video? Like when he's telling Jackson State, don't even be a minute late. You know you got to be back here at 5 o'clock. Don't show up. Don't show up at 4 o'clock. Be here at 10 a.m. Don't book a flight the same day. Fly back in the day before. Yeah. Like Deion is... Is preaching that message? Is Kirby Smart saying, "Hey, we got it, guys. No more, no more cars. We're we're riding bicycles everywhere. You are not allowed to drive. You want to play football at Georgia? I'm, what are you supposed to do? Hey, yeah. curfew ten o'clock. No, no, no house. Par- like I would, I would be cracking down on the kids at Georgia. Yeah, I mean, I think as a head coach, you gotta, you gotta not give them a choice. You have to build in structure that's non-negotiable. And again, I keep saying this and I think your point about Dion's spot on, right? We're not we're not hearing about about Alabama football having these problems. Basketball is a different story, right? Not hearing this about And what about did football. Saban say about that? Yeah. Saban took Buddy to the woodshed without doing without public without like calling him out by name, but he he made some backhanded Nick, comments. The, the basketball coach at Alabama and the kid's name just went right out of my head, but that's fine. Mm-hmm. The Alabama basketball player, Brandon Miller. Brandon Miller, yeah. Was involved in some way, shape, or form. And was an attendee at a party where a murder took place. A shooting, I believe it was, allegedly. Yeah. The basketball coach is like, oh, yeah, wrong place, wrong time. And Nick Saban said bullshit. There's no such thing as wrong place, wrong time. That's exactly what the answer should be. Coach, I was just at the bad luck. There's no such thing as bad luck. Oh, it's a coin. No such thing as coincidences. And I don't understand this thing at Georgia where you're allowing your kids to get in some of the most powerful cars that American automakers manufacture after one of them was killed. After you had DUI issues repeatedly, speeding issues repeatedly. And you're doing nothing to stop that, Kirby. And you know how I know you're doing nothing? Because it keeps happening. Yeah. Doesn't happen at Bama. And again, let's watch the, f- the results on the field. Let's watch the results on the field. 
It lets watch the results on the field. Yeah. Because I can't believe it doesn't negatively impact them. Yeah. I can't believe it. Uh, I, there's just no way. There is just no way that this does not negatively impact Georgia. Yeah. And I've said it once. I'll say it a thousand times, dude. Order some Papa Murphy's and stay ass in the dorm. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You don't forget the calzones. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Use the promo code Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase. $25 or more. And again, whether it's calzones, whether it is the marinara meatballs, all of their pizzas, you guys. My favorite pizza, my go-to is Original Crust. Barbecue sauce. I don't do red sauce. I do barbecue sauce. You already know that. Extra onion, extra mushroom, topping cheese, green onions, pop it in the oven, done. Mm -hmm. Done. Not greasy, not nothing, man. Perfect every single time. That's what I get at Papa Murphy's Pizza. It's why I don't do takeout pizza anymore. It's why I don't do delivery pizza anymore. I go to Papa Murphy's. I get my pizza. I get my take and bake. Uh, chocolate chip cookies, boom. Leftovers the next day, never been better. Boom. Papa Murphy's Pizza, the official pizza of the Monty Show. Tom Teen says all cheese, no blue. But seriously. it's I mean, the Georgia thing I could do a whole show on. It's embarrassing what's going on there. Yeah, I, I, yeah man, because it is. Like, let me get this right. So, so. One of the biggest names to come out of your program in recent years went through that whole thing with Jalen Carter, right? Then another kid gets in trouble in basically the same situation. And then we're supposed to expect that, yeah, it'll just all stop. And now nah, it's not going to be, that ain't going to be an issue for us. No, dude, it's going to be an issue and it's going to keep being an issue because I would have thought after Jalen happened, that, yeah, you know how Dodge, when they sell you an SRT model, they give you a red key and a black key, and the red keys to turn it all the way up? Yeah, I'd have thought we'd have taken the red keys away, right? Yeah. I'd have thought that we'd have turned it down and said, hey, dude, structure, you know, we're going to put a watchdog with every player. Like, we're going to do all this. Because we have to. But they didn't do it, and I'm just shocked by it, and that's why I think it's embarrassing. Rowdy from South Carolina says, JT Daniels, USC to Georgia to West Virginia to Rice. Yeah. Great example. Is USC still a quarterback factory? I mean, it could be. It could be. Well, I think with Lincoln there, you have to expect it to be. I mean, yeah. Link, that's that's Lincoln's bread and butter, if nothing else. Yeah, I would think so. I would think so. Um, let's see. The Ty Kev, love the segue between working out and making your own uh, baked pizza top tier. Working out what? What do you mean? I lost you. I, I'm lost. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, howdy, cashes. What's up? Uh, Cowboy Country says, uh, I still have three calzones that I'm about to pick up, so I have one for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Boom. Love it, dude. Boom. Love it. Um, and I think Cowboy Country was saying that the promo code does not work in Texas. 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 We appreciate you doing that. Uh, Matt Hartley, Lincoln Riley will print Heisman QBs until proven otherwise. That's True. what I'm saying, dude. That's True why too. I think SC continues to put out quarterbacks. Now, I wonder, though, the only other point I'd make on that, 
I wonder if SC quarterbacks now start to become more successful in the league, right? Because again, you look at Oklahoma quarterbacks and they are reasonably successful. Kyler Murray, you can have a pretty deep argument hours long on whether he's actually successful or not. But the fact is, dude got paid and he's a starting quarterback in the league. So if it's not Georgia, who will play LSU at the end of the year in Atlanta? So let me get this right. You're <laughs> you see what he did there? Because you, you know that it's Brian Kelly, right? You, I mean, we're all aware of that. I, I, would, I would believe. Yeah. Does anybody think Alabama's not going to take revenge on LSU? Did. Anybody? And by the way, anybody notice also that Old Miss is getting some preseason love? Lane train, mother... Anyway. <laughs> anybody notice? That's the untrained eye. Lane, isn't Lane Train the Texas Longhorns? Yes, dude. Oh, Lane Train. Oh, Lane, Lane Train and his tarmac are real nice this year. Lane Kiffin's a real threat this year at Ole Miss. Uh, that could be interesting. I think Tennessee and Alabama will play for the SEC championship. Yeah. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know, though. It's very interesting, the arguments going on today on Twitter about what so, you guys, we've been talking about this Dan Patrick tweet. Mm -hmm. And the best part about the Dan Patrick tweet is that there is some conjecture in this tweet. Because, well, of course there is. The part where he says, being long shot possibilities for Blas, uh, State, and UNLV. And everybody's like, well, I told you, Boise State and UNLV aren't in. <laughs> you're an idiot didn't you see he said long shot it's not happening so wait you're saying there's a chance i'm not the one who said it was a long shot ask dan patrick yeah i don't buy that the pac-12 is adding poise state and unl nope not for a second i'll believe it when i see it i i because they would have done it already yeah they would have done it already. believe it when i see it they would have done it already by the way, watching the uh, John Deere Classic and Zach Johnson, the Ryder Cup captain, is on the cut line at minus four. And he did a oh very... Oh, boy. Oh, my. Um, he just put a chip within four feet of the cup to save par. And he needs to save par to make the cut. If he misses this putt, he will probably miss the cut. Yeah. Not probably. He will miss the cut. So that's happening. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says two hours to Wemby. Uh, Andy H. Andy H. Where have you been? What's up, Andy? Uh, don't F with Kiffin. He's the man. His success is the reason Tom Herman came to coach at FAU. Go Owls. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Said Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, I'm a big fan of Lane Train. I just he, he needs to win. He needs to win. You know, at some point, uh, Tom Dean says, are Jake and Monty so bored with the show that they're watching golf? No, we have golf on in the background, but I'm yeah. a golf fanatic. Yeah, we, we, thank you. Two O's, we. two O's in golf boys. Yeah. Two O's uh, in bogey. Uh, exactly right. Uh, no, I'm just obsessed with golf. I'm obsessed with golf. I always have been. And by the way, this is a major event. I mean, this is a, this is a big time event. Yeah, I would agree with that. A hundred percent. I would agree with that. It is a big time event. Don't forget next, uh, Wednesday, uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, we will be, or actually it's next Tuesday. What, see, what happened was, I don't know math. Uh, next Wednesday and Thursday, um, we will be at Big 12 Football Media Days. 
presented by our friends at bladehq.com bladehq.com the best knives by the best knife makers uh great local business and i, I tell everybody all the time when you go to um bladehq.com if you if you just look at their sales stuff you, or their new arrival stuff um they have this cool little slide on the top of their website that like rotates yeah um, their daily deal today is a Kaiser splinter knife for $89.99. Great deals all the time. Uh, from, from people like Kershaw, from people like Protec, We Knife, uh, Spyderco, Benchmade. That's what they do. Again, the best knives from the best knife makers, but they also do a lot more than knives. Um, whether you need outdoor gear, whether you need tomahawks, hatchets, um, their tools and gear section on their website from apparel, uh, batons, bags, backpacks, flashlights, lanterns, tactical pens, self-defense knives, knuckles, you name it, they've got it. Bladehq.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show and say, hey, thanks for uh, supporting the Monty Show and sending them to Big 12 Football Media Days in Dallas, Arlington, Tarrant County. Mm. <laughs> uh, at AT&T Stadium next Wednesday and Thursday. Schedule change on Tuesday. We will be doing a morning show on Tuesday from 6A to 9A. And then we will be flying out to Dallas. So yeah. early show on Tuesday. Um, and then adjusted by schedule. So make sure you hit the bell to get notifications. Yeah. Uh, every Big 12 coach and his best players will be on the show next Wednesday and Thursday. Hoping to have Brett Yormark for an individual interview as well. Uh, Cannot wait to be on the floor at AT&T Stadium. Yes. It is going to be epic. All the interviews that you want to hear will take your questions, implement them into those interviews as well, as always, because without you guys, we don't have a show. So we always try to give you guys like an active role uh, in the show. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Maples wants to know, I wonder if they have a Crocodile Dundee Bowie knife. BladeHQ.com. Check them out. Check them out. Check them out. Uh, Andy H says played PGA championship course, uh, with the bear trap for 60 bucks. Sick course. Nice. Nice dude. Now, I'm a golf fanatic, dude. Yeah. I love watching golf. I love watching. I love playing. Once you play golf, you begin to understand just how good the pros are. That's By the, the way, thing. Victor Wambin, your mama makes his, uh, summer league debut Victor's the way. today. Right. Um, and I'm waiting to see. I'm trying to slow play this Zach Johnson par putt. Johnson. Because if Zach Johnson makes this putt, yeah, he probably makes the cut. Yeah, Kucher, Kucher birdied this hole, 18. And he made oh, it. Zach Johnson sweating. drops it uh, to stay at minus four on his uh, first two rounds. So yeah. good for Zach Johnson. He'll make the cut. Uh, but Victor Wambanyama makes his debut in the NBA Summer League for the Spurs. Like, how important, in, in your opinion, Jake, how important is this for the NBA? Yeah, I mean, I think it's hugely important. I think that Victor, you know, I, I've i always maintained that I think Victor's never going to be capable of living up to the hype. Um, but I think it's really crucial that he comes out and has a good debut. I think if he comes out and has some garbage debut, that's never good for the league, you know, just generally speaking. And I think that, you know, Victor obviously is super talented, but I, this is our first chance to really see him against talent 
uh, that is similar to his talent level, you know, meaning that this is these are NBA guys who are playing their ass off, playing hard. Like, if you've watched any summer league, you begin to understand that these guys that are playing summer league are working hard. They have something to prove. They want to make a good first impression. And so for me, yeah, I do think it's important that Victor has a good uh, uh, first game here. It's always it's always important. I mean, I look back across the history of the league, and, you know, all the guys that turned out great, most of them had great summer leagues, you know? So obviously, yeah, this is going to be a crucial debut. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think more importantly, Victor Wambanyama can't be a bust. I think this is a huge moment in time. I think Victor Wambanyama is likely to struggle his first two years in the league, and that third year he probably figures it out. But the next guy who really struggles at Summer League is not going to be the first guy. And I think that the hardest part about Summer League is you have, you have nine guys on the floor and Victor Wambanyama. Those nine guys are fighting for jobs in the NBA. And they're not going to be a passing, facilitating player nine times out of ten. And I think when you look at Victor Wambanyama, he's used to being the star on the team. He's used to being the guy that everybody else is facilitating for. And I don't necessarily believe that in Summer League, um, especially in Las Vegas where the spotlights are so bright that that's what you're going to get mm -hmm. in this situation. I think it's going to be very difficult for Victor Wambanyama uh, to find his sea legs in this this Vegas summer league. And I think what we saw with Britney Spears yesterday and all of the fanfare and the yes. celebrities and uh, the luminaries that are going to be at this game, Victor Wambanyama, his tickets sold out. They're scalping tickets to see Victor Wambanyama's debut in the summer league. Mm -hmm. Like it is redonkulous how much pub and energy is around this guy right now. And, I, I, Jake, I think it's actually, actually pivotal for the NBA that he succeeds. Yeah, and I, and I, and I think the other guy that, that, you know, when we talk about debuts and stuff, the other guy that's not getting enough love is Scoot Henderson. I mean, making his debut right now on ESPN. What, did this guy just fall off the face of the planet? Did people forget that Scoot Henderson uh, could be the best player in this draft, depending yeah. on how things go? Like, that's what's incredible to me. That's why I say Victor's debut, like, to your point, Victor can't be a bust. So if this guy comes out and really struggles, and let's say let's say he just can't effectively shoot in summer league. Like, he just shoot, he just has an awful summer league, doesn't make a lot of shots, like, just doesn't have that, that dominant performance. What then will they say about Victor? And on the other side of that coin, what happens if he comes out and puts 40 and 10 up, let's say, or some ridiculous performance? Yeah, and the other what issue is the, the guy who wins the summer league MVP is almost always a bust. Yeah. Almost always a cut. Like, And it's, it's, it's an impossible situation. Yeah, it's tough. It is, I think it is one of the most difficult situations if you're Victor Wamba and your mama uh, to come out here and, and be good because the spotlight is so bright. Yeah. You know, like you, you look at the way that these guys play summer league, it's really tough, man. It is really tough. And I just hope he gets through it healthy, and I hope he gets through it with his confidence intact. Yeah. Because I there are, there are some folks who believe that Victor Wambanyama is a bit shaky in the confidence department. Mm -hmm. And it'll be interesting to see exactly how that plays out. Yeah, I mean, I just think that, you know, if you're Victor Wambanyama, you're going, you're, you're going up a level. Right, I firmly believe that anything in the NBA is better than anything you're going to get in the Euroleague, and 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 you know, I, I guys can sit here and say all day that you know it's harder to win over there than it is here. Or it's harder, whatever, dude. I'm just telling you that the NBA is the best basketball world in the league for a reason. League in the world, um, and I just you know, I just think that the guys got a lot to prove. Did you hear what you said? No, the best the best basketball world in the league. 
Yeah. I mean, listen. Yeah. Probably should learn how to speak. <laughs> you don't speak for a living. It's <laughs> I agree. But I, I think the perception being reality for Victor Wambanyama, that starts tonight. Yeah. And he needs to show that he is capable of, of being under bright spotlights. He should, frankly, these are not the best players in the NBA he's going against. Yeah. He should do well. I think we saw Chet do pretty well there last year. I would expect Vic to do pretty well um, in this tournament, but I just want to see him come out of it healthy because you already know a guy like Scoot Henderson is already playing well. We're watching the, the Portland game. Scoot's already playing well. Yeah. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see that that kind of pressure. Like, do you expect Victor to dominate this tournament? I don't expect him to dominate, but I do expect him to have good numbers. I do expect 25 and 10. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Let's go back and see what you guys are up to here. Uh, what are the chances, Brass Ball says, that VW meets the expectations placed on him? Good God. Um, Brass Ball, could you imagine dude. that? Um, I mean, the expectations are through the roof. I mean, you, you got people saying this is the best prospect we've ever seen, which I completely disagree with. LeBron was a better prospect, in my opinion. But, yeah, I mean, living up to expectations, yeah, 40 points in the summer league would live up to expectations, in my opinion, and doing it in a dominant fashion. Yeah, I... Um, but I don't think he's going to do that. I do think he'll be how? mid-20s and 10. How do you live up to those expectations? How do you live up to expectations? And the answer is, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, in this game, a very interesting figure is Jabari Smith Jr. Mm -hmm. Because he's playing summer league because he did not have a good season last year. And what is he doing? He is showing you that he is savvy. And he is a guy that is already drawing fouls on the perimeter because guys are so anxious to make an impact, he's taking advantage of that. Yeah. That's a guy that's comfortable. That's a guy that's a professional. Yeah. Right? Like, does Victor Wambanyama perform at that level? And the answer is, I really don't know. I, I, I sit here right now, I don't know what to expect from Victor Wambanyama. I really don't know. I, I would expect him to try to get downhill early. I, I think that he knows that he's, he's, gonna, he's got a road to climb or a mountain to climb uh, as far as his jump shot's concerned. I would expect him to try to get, get to the basket early, just get see a couple go through the hoop, like, just try to get your legs under you a little bit, and then once your confidence is there, then we can start ball handling and doing all the crazy stuff. Dante S. Uh, said, no way. The coaches will make sure he gets the ball. He will dominate. He's, a mu he's much better than summer league competition. But, and I think you're right, Dante. Yeah. I think he's better than summer league competition. But the issue that I have is, one, he's looked nervous just in practices. Yeah. He's looked really, really nervous. Yeah. Number two, it's incredibly difficult to succeed at this level. Yeah. If you are an NBA player, if you look at Ochai Agbaji from the Jazz, yeah. really good example. You're an NBA player, no doubt about it. You're playing with a bunch of dudes that are trying to show out. You're playing with a bunch of dudes, and boy, Cam Whitmore looks good. Dude. <laughs> um, you're playing with a bunch of dudes that are trying to prove a point. Yeah. So I agree with you. The coaches will make sure he gets the ball. But that only goes so long unless he is dominant and putting the ball in the hole. Guys are gonna are not going to give him the ball. Yeah. They're not. So, but I will say this watching this. The the this absolute domination by Scoot Henderson and Cam Whitmore so far has been fun. It's real. 
Yeah. Uh, Matt Ritson gives us $5 to say, where is Walla Walla, Washington, and Albuquerque, New Mexico, and Death Valley, California on the wall? They're not there. Yeah, they're not there. Sorry, bro. They're not there. Uh, B gives us $20. Vegas turned on the largest LED screen in the world this week, the Sphere. Isn't that thing cool? Yeah, dude. Man, that thing is cool. Yeah. Uh, 600 feet wide, 300 feet tall, and it has totally changed the skyline. They turned it into a giant basketball advertisement for Summer League. I think it's I great. think, B, I think you're so right. By the way, thanks for the 20 bucks. I think you're exactly right. It's amazing. Uh, the sphere, I can't wait to get to Vegas and see it. Yeah. And we're going to go to Vegas in the fall to golf, and I cannot wait to, to see the sphere. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Man, Scoot Henderson. Dominating, Just bro. taking guy after guy with him, and... Driving down the lane, triple team kicks it out for an open three. Yep. Like, the guy gets it. The guy, two years with the G League Ignite, has made a huge difference for him. Yep. Absolutely has made a, yep. a huge difference for him. Uh, let's see. I, I meant to go to Jimmy Autzen. Jimmy. And there was a comment dump, so I missed it. I apologize. Man, you guys with the comments today are amazing. Um, let's see. Why can't I see the see now? You guys gave me such a dump that okay. Uh, Scoot and Sharp Vegas co MVPs. You could be right. I think Scoot already looks really good. Telling you, Cam Whitmore is legit too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, Chet Lambier 2.0 Holmgren, the physical enforcer. Dude, how good has he been as a shot blocker so far? Yep, knows how to play defense. Yeah, the Just guy, saying. again, another guy that's mature. Yeah, another guy that's mature. So that's going to be that's going to be really interesting to see. Yep. Um, how all that plays out, but I think Chet has been Chet's been very good, very good. Jeremy Callahan, Victor Wambinyama. Right. LeBron James is a better prospect than you. That's very true. Victor's the way. I think. I but I agree with that. I think Victor Wambinyama is a great prospect. LeBron's arguably the best prospect ever. Yeah. Arguably the best Bro. prospect ever, and now, dude, Scoot Henderson's getting. If you're not watching this game, find it because Scoot's getting it's it on going. ESPN. Yeah. Scoot just dropped a uh, a little dime jumper, like really well done. You gotta like that. Yeah, like this is it. This is exciting. Is that who is? Is that Ammon? Is that my guy? I think that might. I be think my that guy. is your guy, dude. I think that that's my, your guy, dude, bro. That's mm, let's go one handed runner right there. I like it. David C. says Luel Cinder was a better prospect. Well, but I think the hype machine around, around Kareem was a little different than around Zion, than around LeBron, than around, yeah. you know, like you look at Victor Wambanyama and all the social media stuff. Come on now. Well, and I was going to say, though, LeBron didn't have to deal with Ooh, social media. Did Scoot media just get that block shot? Did Scoot just get that block shot? Did Scoot Henderson just get that block shot, yo? <laughs> Too much. Too much. Too yeah. much. Too much. I totally agree. Too much. Uh, let's see. Jeremy says, with all the insanity that has been around him, how could he not be nervous to some degree? That's no what I idea. mean, dude. You got to get your legs under you. Yeah, no idea how, how he could not be. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's just me. Uh, let's see. Sharice says, Jeremy Callahan, Nick Saban is a good head coach. No denying that. But when was the last time Alabama beat LSU by 30 points? Nick Saban is a better man than you are. And he's a better coach than Brian Kelly. I am a Notre Run Dame fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. I'm a Notre Dame fan. The dynasty is not over. So, you know, 
It just is what it is. Um, Ty Kev apparently is a lover of the show. Tell me you don't know how YouTube works without telling me you don't know how YouTube works. Love how he said we have a massive audience in Vegas while having less than 300 viewers without a lag. Um, sir, thank you for explaining to us that you have no fucking idea how YouTube works. Yeah, that's one of the dumbest things anyone's ever said. No, uh, seriously. You have no idea how it works. Jeremy says I'm watching it. Yeah. Um, I think, look, if we're talking about, if we are talking about prospects in the NBA, mm -hmm. and if we are having a conversation about, um, you know, like, again, how important is Victor Wambanyama to the NBA? I think he's incredibly important. But guys like Cam Whitmore, guys like Scoot Henderson, uh, Taylor Hendricks, like you look at the Ammon Thompsons, the Thompson brothers, the I think this draft has to succeed because we were we it, it has been sold for so many years as the greatest draft ever. Yeah. And I think in the NBA there's so many draft busts. Yes. So many. But Portland's about to trade Damian Lillard. You need Scoot Henderson to step up and produce. If Chauncey Billups doesn't develop Scoot Henderson, it's over. Yeah. It's over, man. Like you you have no chance unless you are able to oh, Ammon almost did it. Unless you are able to develop Scoot Henderson, you have no chance to survive the next two years without Dame. Yeah. You need Scoot to be well, good. I mean, you know, just in early minutes here, I mean, he looks as advertised. He looks very strong, very quick. Yes. Very confident. No hesitation at all in his game. Totally agree. Like, it, it, it is – Scoot looks great. Scoot looks great. Yeah. And I, I, But I'm telling you, Ammon Thompson's a stud. Like, I love – Love what we're seeing out of Ammon because he is attacking the rim. He is taking the opportunities that are being given to him. And and you love it. This is why I'm telling you this is my dude in this draft. Yeah. Ammon Thompson could absolutely be the best player coming out of the 2023 NBA draft. Yeah. And you're looking at a cat. Now, granted, he is a phenomenal one-on-one -on -one player. Yeah. And those guys always thrive at Summer League. Yep. But you look at the veterans that they are bringing into Houston and the culture change that's happening there. I'm telling you that Ammon has a real opportunity. And by the way, the other thing, not that these guys would ever be out of shape, I guess. These guys just look like finely tuned machines out there. I mean, you look at like they're battling and they're they're not even they're 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 not even phased, which I think is something that we used to see. There were I remember watching Summer League, like you know, seven, eight years ago, there'd always be some guys that were huffing and puffing and not quite in shape. Yep. But these guys are just like ready to go. I, I mean, it's just impressive to see. Yeah. It's a full-time job. Now the NBA is a 365 game. You play all summer long, dude. Scoot is lighting it up. Yeah. He is. My, my guy is playing. Um, B says it's causing all kinds of accidents because people keep looking at it instead of paying attention to driving. Oh, the yeah. sphere. Is that yeah. true? <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't love the accident. Well, it's such a call spectacle, the though. I mean, you don't the, the yeah, call the advocates, bro. Yeah. I mean, it's such a spectacle, though. You don't there's nothing else like it. That's the thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. If that had gone down, forget it. Um, I uh, are you a fan of Las Vegas? Are you a fan of Vegas? I mean, it's cool, but I, I'm not the guy that wants to go there a couple times a year. I'm only there if there's a reason. Like, the sphere is a reason to go to Vegas now. Yes. If, 
you know, if the A's move to Vegas officially and that whole thing goes down and it's great and they get a new ballpark. Well, I mean, and you have the Raiders. You have big college football yeah, games. Yeah. You have well, summer like, league. You have. Yeah, I mean, I know you have a lot of sporting events there, but that, you know, I. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Vegas for a couple of days. I used to be able to go to Vegas for five days and just party my ass off. I'm old. Dude, I can't do that anymore. But going to Mesquite, going and playing the wing golf course. Yeah. Um, going to Mesquite and playing the courses there, going to St. George and playing the course. Can you imagine doing a four-day golf trip where you stop in St. George, play around a golf, stop in Mesquite, play around a golf, go to the wind, play around a golf, go back to St. George, play around a golf and go home. Yeah. That's what life should be about, right? Yeah. Like that, that's what's exciting to me. Yeah. But Vegas used to be about parties and stuff. I am of the certain age. Where now it's about seeing shows. Now it's about going to the Raiders game. Now yeah. it's about going to the A's game. Now it's about going to this or going to the Vegas Golden Knights game. Like, that's what Vegas is for me now. Yes. Uh, welcome a new member to the show, Joseph Melendez. Let's go, go Joseph. Appreciate you. Thank you for being part of the show. We always appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, you guys, for $1.99 a month, you can join the membership and uh, become part of our great community. I think if you are new to the show um, and you're just learning that our community here, our comment section, our Instagram group for uh, at the higher tier membership, $9.99 a month, you get exclusive access to our membership uh, online only group at Instagram is what I'm trying to say. Our members only group on Instagram. Yes. Uh, great community for $9.99 a month. For $1.99, you get all your comments read because we, we, you get a little badge that tells us you're a member. Yeah. Um, you know, and now the show has grown to the point where, yeah, we're top 5% of, you know, sports talk shows on YouTube. We do about 500,000 views a month now. Like you guys power the show. Yeah. So we always try to find ways to take care of you guys. Like, you know, Joseph, we really appreciate you, man, because without you joining the membership, we wouldn't have a show. Yeah. So I appreciate you. Uh, Brady Cook says Vegas has everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Joseph says, I thought I'd, uh, uh, that I'd chat uh, the live stream for once to celebrate Fart Noise, Fart Noise Friday. Fart Noise Friday. Well, I was unaware that uh, that wow. was a thing. Fart Noise Friday. Let's go. <laughs> Love it. Uh, Fat Jesus says, Monty, you're never too old to party. Truth. Truth. Uh, but why did uh, Houston draft all? What do you mean? Finish that. Uh, Andy H, when Summer League coincides in the same week with the World Series of Poker main event, yeah, it's worth it. Totally. Mm -hmm. I'm a, see, but I'm also a huge, I'm also a huge card player. Yeah. I love playing cards. Certain somebody else that I might know. Ain't got the money to be giving it away you to know. Vegas, bro. <laughs> Brady Cook, why did Houston bring in all these vets when they drafted good talent that won't get much playing time? It will. The issue is you can't have all draft picks and rookies, and yeah. you don't win that way. And now they've got their financial house in order. Let's go. J.K. Marshall says, uh, yeah, I'm here for the fart noises. Okay. I mean, Fart Noise Friday can be a thing if that's what you guys are okay. looking for. Wow. <laughs> Could have done without that. MH5, it's Vegas. Shopping for escorts causes more accidents than big, bright signs. Well, I got to tell you, I'm a huge fan of shopping in Vegas, too. Can you measure it? A huge fan. Um, let's see. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, F and F, Fart Noise Friday. Fart Noise Friday, bro. Okay. 
Could be a thing. Greg Hawkins, Big 12 don't want San Diego State. That's too many G5s at once. Wow. Wow. Greg Hawkins with a bomb. Uh, you know. You know. Uh, J-Rod says Fart Noise Friday. Yeah. There you go. Fart Noise Friday. I love it. Uh, this hour of the Monty Show, as always, is presented by our friends at Bucked Up Energy, the official energy provider of the Monty Show. Get in the description below, you guys. I, I can only evangelize about the Buck Bar for so long. Uh, I tell you guys every day this Buck Bar makes a huge difference in my life, and it does. This is the Dream Bar. It's by far my favorite flavor, but they've got a great array of flavors. And the thing about the Buck Bars is that the ingredients are clean, man. It is reliable nutrition. It is reliable energy. It is guilt-free indulgence. And I'm telling you, it's things like you see at the top of the graphic there, the dates. They sweeten the bars with things like dates. The overwhelming uh, number one ingredient in these bars is whey protein isolate, the best form of uh, whey protein you can get. Um, and that tells you a lot about the bar because you'll look at a lot of these uh, protein bars, which... I've told you on the show, I've always struggled with them. I hate protein bars, even though I know I need them. Uh, but a lot of times, artificial sweeteners or bad ingredients are your largest ingredients in these bars. Yeah. And they're terrible for you. You can count on Bucked Up never to do that. The Buck Bar is phenomenal. In the description below, there is a free link uh, to get a sample pack. You just click that link, put your information in, boom, they send it right to your front door. Um, but it's all about it. At Bucked Up, it's all about things like protein powder. Every morning now, um, I start my day with a protein shake, two scoops of bucked up protein, uh, one scoop of collagen peptides, and it's done wonders for my my skin, my nails. Like it, it, Their products are just good. My wife, who's training for a triathlon, loves her, her pre-workouts, her BCAs. They're, they're, they're all about better performance, better living of your life, better sleep, better nutrition, better health, lose weight, feel better with buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to save 20% off your purchase at checkout at Bucked Up. Um, Tom Dean says, Bucked Up Protein will give you Fart Noise, fart noise Friday. That one doesn't. You know, the, the, I, used to, I used to be a big fan of a protein company that has protein that tastes so good. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. Bucked Up tastes better. Yeah. If you can believe that, bucked up protein tastes better than that other protein company. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, B says, U2 is the opening act for the Sphere. Really? $1,500 a ticket? Damn. Come on now. Did what you guys the, see, by the way? Yes. Well, what is the seating capacity of the Sphere? I mean, are we... I don't know. But why don't you look that up while, yeah. I, while we talk about the Britney Spears thing? Yeah. Did you guys see the finality on the Britney Spears thing? No charges will be filed against Victor Wambanyama's security team. Because apparently, and we have the we have the video, and I'll play it for you. Um, she hit herself in the face, which in this video you can see. There's Brittany walking up. Watch the security guard. Swabam! He hit her arm, and then her arm hit her face. So she pretty much smacked herself in the face. Yeah. But the security guard did the job, bro. That's what you want in your security guard. Just watch Victor Wambanyama in this video. He never flinches, doesn't turn his back, just keeps walking into the restaurant because his security guard did the job. I'm for real. Look, I, I know it's Britney Spears. I know she's famous. I'm I know for real. 
I totally get it. Brittany, it's Brittany, bitch. I totally get it. Right. But you can't run up behind a guy like that who's got security because he's going to smack the shit out of you. Yes. Man. And that's yes. exactly what he did. And I, I really say, don't care if you think it's us. I say kudos to the security guy for Victor Wamba and your mama because he, he did exactly what you wanted him to do. Yeah, I mean, what are you paying the guy for, right? I mean, that's essentially what you're paying dude for. You're talking about essentially a billion-dollar asset walking around the Aria. I mean, he needs that's security. That's exact a billion-dollar asset. Yeah, that's what he is. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Incredibly true. Incredibly true. He is a billion dollar asset. Yes. 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 Okay. Am I a loser? Because I'm excited about this game. <laughs> no, I'm excited about it too, bro. Scoot's going off. Right? Like, this is a really fun game to watch. Yeah. You guys. Yes. But yeah. Uh, Tom Dean, Brittany Shacked and a Fool. That's what be. I'm saying. Uh, Giggity. Uh, what's up, Giggity? Good to see you, buddy. Uh, Brittany looks stronger than VW. What? We talked about this yesterday. Brittany's been through it a little bit. Now, mm -hmm. I'm not going to shop at that store, but 10 years ago when it was Justin Timberlake as the manager, I'd have shopped at that store. Right. Today? Nah, bro. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Nah, I'm good. Greg Hawkins. First takeaway from the Brittany video. VW is extremely tall. My God. Dude, for real. <laughs> bro, we get it, dude. We get it. Victor's like 7'10". We get it. You're a basketball player, not a golfer. <laughs> Right? Can you imagine that dude swinging a golf club? Victor Wamanyama trying to swing a golf club and the ball's below his feet. Nah, bro. Hey, man, look at Brittany's head jerk back here. She gets hit in the face, bro. Watch this. Watch her hair. Boom. Owned. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. You know. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh, MH5 says, uh, Bucked Up, brought to you by Las Vegas, the reason to not sleep for 24 straight hours. Bucked Up Energy will You're keep you wrong. awake, dude. You're not wrong. Bucked Up Energy will keep you awake. I, by the way, I just got a new case of uh, Miami, Bucked Up Miami Energy drink. Yeah. Zero sugar, the best one in the business. By the way, if you live, if you're one of our Utah listeners, they've got stores all up and down the state of Utah, from Farmington Station, uh, South Jordan, Orem, Lehigh, uh, or excuse me, South Jordan, Orem, American Fork, all the way down in the GZ. Go into the go into the bucked up stores. Tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. They will give you a free bucked up uh, energy drink. Just walk in and say, "Hey, I heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Where's my free energy drink?" Yeah, and they will hook you up, dude. They will absolutely hook you up. Look at Jabari Smith getting aggressive. Got his shot blocked. Yeah, but yeah, you know, uh, it's fine. Um, let's see, Kalani Kehilani L. I'm training for a triathlon. I'm over 400 pounds, just like Monty. Join the club before the herd, guys. Okay. Well, I, okay. First off. You're over 400 pounds. Why did you have to throw in the just like Monty? Yeah, I'm nowhere near 400 pounds. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we, you almost had a full week without getting a backhanded compliment, and here we are. Yeah, I am not 400 pounds. And if you are, I hope I like, – look, keep going. Keep – I – I've recently lost, and we've talked about this. I've lost a bunch of weight, and I've had a bunch of people come up to me and be like, "Dude, you're not nearly as big in person as you are on the show." <laughs> Dude, you don't look nearly as old on uh, in person as you do on the show. Thanks. I get it. The camera adds pounds in years, but I can confidently tell you, man, I feel great. I feel uh, it's remarkable what skipping the elevator and taking the stairs will do for you. Like in our building here where our studio is, we have an elevator. We don't take the elevator. We walk up the stairs. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, like the, the funny thing is being able to, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Being able to run better, being able to just sleep better, being able to sleep more comfortably or just function. Like 35 pounds is a lot, dude. Yeah. And it, it's, it's a lot of pressure off your, your joints. Um, and I, I would love to lose a bunch more, but if you're 400 pounds, man, you can't live your life like that. No, I, I just think at 400 pounds, the pressure on your, your hips, knees, and ankles is immense. It's too much. It, it It's, it's far too much, you know, like in a, and I, Hey, I really hope that you're, if you're probably just trolling, but Hey dude, if you're not trolling, Hey, I, I get on it, dude, yeah. way to go. I'm really proud and really happy for you. Train for those triathlons. It's my wife is training for a triathlon. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And she's in phenomenal shape. Yeah. And training for a triathlon is hard. She's doing like this master swim class to learn how to be more efficient as a swimmer. Yeah. Um, you know, she, she's riding, she rides 25 miles on her bike. Yeah, dude. Like it, it, she's on the Peloton tread and the Peloton bike. Like it's hard work, man. Yeah. So congratulations, dude. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. Nice job. Um, MH5. Does that security guard have a business card asking for a friend? Dude, seriously. seriously, bro. Bro, can you post up outside the studio? Dude, let's go. Uh, Maury says, "Well, all I can say is hit me, baby, one more time." <laughs> okay. Uh, Tom Team bucked up so you have the energy to drive between all the truck stops in the Big 12. Here I am. It's a tr- it's, See what he did there? It's a, it's a truck, truck stop, stop conference. conference. It's not a flyover. It's a truck you stop conference. You know what I'm conference. saying? Yeah. Uh, Fat Jesus, all of her crazy, is this a low point of Britney's life? No, the shaved head thing. Oh, no, this is a high point in her life. Yeah, this is a high point. Yeah. She gets blocked by a security guard from touching a 19-year-old and hits herself in the face. Well, I know, Risa. But... It, do we not have, I don't know if sympathy, but do we not have empathy for Britney's situation? She <coughs> clearly, in my opinion, is battling mental health issues. Yeah, clearly. And she's had addiction issues by some accounts. She's been medicated. She's been under this, this conservancy that hasn't allowed her to access her own money. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that's not a way to live your life. And no. now her kids don't talk to her. She's talking to her mom and her sister again, but yeah. she's not allowed to see her kids. Like, it's just, man. Yep. It's rough. It's brutal, bro. It's rough. It's brutal. Dude. It is. Yeah. Um, let's see. Jeremy Kelly, I'm first off, pretty sure Monty is not over 400. I'm not hey, over 400. Talking shit. Uh, let's see. Force Ghost Fabio, more like 280. Get it. Uh, Maury says that is the same, uh, with the bucked up store in Idaho falls. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. You go in there, you tell me you heard about it on the Monty show. Um, and they'll give you a free can of bucked up energy. No doubt about it. Uh, five. I'm not telling you what I weigh. Um, you know, take it from me. The camera does add pounds in years. It's weird. It sucks. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, uh, my wife, I know I talk about my wife a lot. You guys are probably tired of hearing about it. But my wife really inspires me with, the, like, she's sick right now, and she's getting on the treadmill yesterday. She's sick right now, and she's got a cold. And she's going to ride 25 miles tomorrow. She's not making excuses. She's getting her ass out of bed. She's getting on the treadmill. She's going to ride her bike. Like, yeah. it's, it is a way of life, man. And she has... She got this, like, we're going to have salad for dinner tonight because she got this great produce box subscription that's unbelievable. You know, like, it's it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, Greg Swaim um, says, who knew Britney Spears was a Karen? 
Is she being a Karen, though, or is she just being, like, stargazing? No, I think she was stargazing, bro. I think and so. I think she, uh, you know, being a Karen is... I feel like to be a Karen, you got to have a problem, right? Like, you got to have... You know, like, you got to be in a situation mm. where you're complaining and stuff. Now, you know, if you want to call her a Karen for wanting a public apology, I guess I can get down with that. But I, I she's clearly battling mental health, But man. she's like, also fucking Britney Spears. Like, she yeah, is a, a global kind of icon. Out, dude. That's kind of worn nah, out a little bit, She's dude. a global icon, nah, dude. And, I don't think so. I don't and, think so. Not anymore. In her mind, she is a superstar. Okay, and I, I, agree I, with that. I think she is still a global icon. Um but she is somebody that's like, hey, I'm sure in her mind she's like, you know, hey, I'm Britney Spears. I'm going to say hello to Victor Wamanyama. And I think if Victor had known she was there, I think he would have stopped and said hello. I think it was just a, a – they were telling him, and he, he – I believe everything he said in his interview. The security was telling him, hey, we can't have you stopping in the middle of this – of the aria. There will be a riot. We cannot have you stopping here. It will cause a security concern. Yeah. So he stops for nothing. And she clearly wasn't aware of that. I don't, I don't, I don't know if she's a Karen, though. Yeah. You know, I, I just, yeah. Um, Force Ghost Fabio, free bucked up to ever guesses Monty's weight. True. Uh, Tom says 312. Okay. I mean, go with that. Go with that. You know, go with that. Uh, Greg Swain, where were Britney's security people? It's interesting. Does she have security with her? Doesn't seem like it. Her husband was there, but he clearly did not, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kent Hone, Britney has to pay 20000 a month in child support. Is that true? God damn. I would, I would, I would bet. Um, uh, Fat Jesus says Monty's not a pound over 396. <laughs> not, oh, no way. Not close to 396. Um, you know, let's see. Britney Spears, 30 for 30, I'd watch. I think everybody would. I'd watch. Uh, Britney is probably sick of security, probably looks for ways not to have it around. Has to. Yeah. Has to. Has to. Yeah. I just have to think, yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I feel bad for her because she she said, like, listen, he's he's famous. Yeah. It's Victor Wamanyama. I wanted to meet him. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's something you don't see every day. A global icon. I wanted to meet him. Yeah. So I, I get why she ran up to him. I totally get I feel bad for her. Security I feel was bad just for doing her. their job, man. I feel bad for her. I really do. I feel bad for her, but it is what it is. All right, real quick, because I want to make sure we get to our non-sports story state. Did you guys see this Tom Brady, Giselle Bunchton thing? So everybody was saying how they lost tens of millions of dollars. Well, they didn't lose their money. They were paid in stock for a combined value of $48 million to be spokespeople for FTX. Mm-hmm. Remember the crypto trading thing? and It went belly up. Those stocks were zero. So they didn't realize the $48 million in earnings. But the part of this that's interesting to me There are people suing the celebrities who endorsed FTX. And the claim is, hey, I only bought FTX or used FTX, gave FTX money because Tom Brady told me to. (laughs) Should they be able to sue for that? Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I know that another tidbit of this conversation too is like, 
some of these celebrities, and I don't know if Tom and Giselle did or not, but you have to disclose whether you're you're actually investing in the product or not. Mm-hmm. Like when you do an endorsement, you have to say, hey, like I am or I'm not. And a lot of these, that's kind of the basis of the suit. Hey, I bought I bought this or invested in that because Tom did, right. but Tom actually wasn't participating in the product even though he endorsed it. That's the thing. And I think that 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 I we can't be just buying things or investing in things because Tom Brady told us to. I I've always said this, like, yeah, we like I I would evangelize for bucked up to the grave, but you gotta make your own decision. I I mean I again like anything you see out there. Yeah, you- but we're not famous. We're not celebrities. Like I, I think when you're Victor Wambanyama or you're Tom Brady or LeBron James. Yeah. I still don't think it matters. I think this is a cop-out. We, we, in my opinion, we have issues where we don't want to take accountability for the things we do. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. And for my money, I think it's pretty ridiculous that, hey, I'm going to do my crypto business with FTX. Oh, they were a Ponzi scheme and folded and I lost all my money. I'm suing somebody to get it back. Yeah. That's what this is. Yeah. Crypt- it, it, and this is the thing about crypto. It, it's not real. I continue to tell people this. Hey, if you want to invest in crypto, knock yourself out. But just understand it's based on nothing. Mm-hmm. That's why these NFTs and we're going to buy NFTs. Fuck that. Yeah. NFTs are not real. There's no value in NFTs. Yeah. Yet people spent millions on them and they're worth dollars. Yeah, dude. And people And you want to sue over that. It's got to be personal accountability. Yeah. No, I agree. Right? Like, why is it not? Why are we not using personal accountability? That I don't understand. Because it's just, it doesn't feel good. I mean, it's not, it's not a comfortable, you know, like kind thing. It's a, hey, yeah, you're an idiot. You decided to invest in, in crypto. You're dumb. Yeah. We don't feel sorry for you. Greg Hawkins. I did endorsements for popular skin whitening products in the Philippines. Although I did not use any of them, it would be ridiculous for someone to sue me because the products didn't work for them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that might be ridiculous, and I don't necessarily disagree with you, Greg. At the same time, though, I think when you're Tom Brady, people are looking for a way to sue you. They know you got the bread. Yeah, I don't. I I just think it's I think it's crazy. Yeah. Um, Fat Jesus says I'm going to sue Monty uh, the Monty Show if I don't like the bucked up bars that I just ordered. <laughs> what flavor did you order? Because I can tell you right away. Yeah. I'm telling you this Dream Bar. It's awesome. Yeah. I I frankly the Dream Bar. I'm just not hungry. I eat the Dream Bar. Like what have I eaten today? Um, I had couple cans of bucked up Miami. I did not have a uh, buck shot because I have to bring more from home. Um, I had a bowl of high fiber cereal. What did we eat for lunch today? Yeah, that's what we had. Cereal. Yeah, I, and, uh, and I had a bucked bar and I'm not hungry. I've had a bucked, oh, well, the protein shake. I had a bucked up protein shake. I've had about three quarters of this 40 ounce canteen of water. And I'm not hungry. That's why I'm losing weight. It's not like, oh, dude, you're taking a Fedra, bro? No. <laughs> it's Ozempic. It's Ozempic. Uh, no, I'm not. It's just I'm not hungry. I don't eat yeah. nearly as much. Yeah. And when I do eat, is way better. Uh, oh, we had a uh, the Maverick burrito this yeah, morning. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what the yeah. other thing was. Um, 
I did endorsements for a popular skin whitening product in the Philippines, although I did not use any of them. It would be ridiculous for someone to sue me because the products didn't work for them. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Ridiculous. Greg Swaim says, Bucked Up gives you energy for a long time. I noticed because I had... I had half still left around 6 p.m. And at 6 a.m. this morning, I got to sleep. Well, there you go. It works. Yeah, it does. say it doesn't work. Am I the only one who thinks NFTs are ridiculous? Yeah, I mean, it's a scam for sure. I think it's, I think it's one of the most effective scams we've ever seen. You know, like it, it's just. It's not it's real, cr- bro. It, it's crazy to me. Yeah, it's not real. That's like it's the, literally not real. The crypto thing is hard for me because, and I've told this story on the show before, like I lost $500 in Bitcoin because I lost my coin purse super secret Your blockchain code. Password. My blockchain code. Yeah. And I've never gotten back into crypto since. And my money market guy wants me to get back into crypto and... Nope. I'm just not ready to do that, man. The, the, the undefined roller coaster... Is what I, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, if you're a money market guy, I understand why crypto might be of value to you because you're not actually buying the crypto. You're just trying to make a money play. You're yeah. trying to say, hey, I bought it for a dollar. I'm going to sell it for three. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says all NFTs, no value. Yeah. Truth. Uh, let's see. Kialani L says, tell me you're endorsed by a day trading firm without telling me you're endorsed by a day trading firm. What do you mean? Yeah, what do you mean? Try day trading doesn't do Bitcoin. They yeah. do FTX. But they don't, or they do, uh, excuse me, they do uh, foreign currency, but they're not like FTX. So what is, what does one have to do with the other? Yeah. I don't know what you mean by that. We've had, we've had quite the hater, the hater stock today. Yeah. They always come out when you're getting 500,000 views a month, you're going to get some haters. Uh, Truck stop Gumby says all Miami, no bucked up. Miami is my flavor, man. All bucked up. No sleep. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Uh, Monty owes a ribeye. I'm going to sue Monty's show if the man doesn't get his ribeye. <laughs> hey, sue Teddy. Teddy's sue the Teddy. one who's busy, bro. Teddy's always, but Teddy's always busy. Kyle, uh, Tile King of Utah, bro. He is always doing Tile. Yeah. Always doing Tile. All right. Don't forget next week we will be, uh, at Big 12 Media Days on... Wednesday and Thursday, Tuesday, we will do a morning show, 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. because we have to travel to uh, Dallas uh, for Big 12 Football Media Days presented by our friends at BladeHQ.com. BladeHQ.com, the best knives by the best knife makers. Uh, Bring you our coverage of Big 12 Football Media Days until Monday. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.